0: Welcome to
1: Free Fall RC Podcast.
2: Alright, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve and here with me is Kevin. Hey guys. Andy. Hey now. And Ian. Hey,
3: what's up guys? All right, and let's welcome Nick
2: Maxwell back on the show.
4: Hey everybody. Hey Nick. Hey, what's up, dude? All
2: Not right. too Be back this on. Is, this is episode 352, Tech Tips with Nick Maxwell.
1: Finally, right. we got somebody to do a tech tip that actually knows yes. what he's talking about. I know we have oh, to delegate God damn it, Andy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs>
0: Nick's gonna do a tech tip on containers.
2: <laughs> i can't wait
1: zip tie colors.
2: colors oh my god oh boy all right let's catch up with everyone's week uh, who'd like to go first
3: i'll go first since mine's the, the least uh, exciting um worked doubles um i ended up being sent home sick on thursday which freaking sucked because i missed out on a whole double. Uh, ended up, uh, coming down with a pretty nasty cold. I'm still, you know, reaping the effects of it. But, uh, since I pretty much got sent home, I came home, slept a couple hours. And then the, the part that I needed, uh, to come in, uh, finally showed up. I needed a, a third brake light for the Jeep for it to pass inspection. So once that came in all sickly and everything, I went and picked up the Jeep, got it licensed, brought it back home called an Uber went to go pick up my car um and then pretty much picked up the kids from school and then I slept like 5 more hours it was great um and then proceeded to work another couple of doubles and yeah and fast forward to Friday I worked a little extra didn't do a, a full on double But I was on Discord. I actually logged on pretty late. But everybody looked like they were having a good time. Uh, I wasn't on as late as usual. I was pretty wiped out and honestly had to work, uh, again, more doubles. And then uh, fast forward to today, I actually got a day off. And I did not sleep. I pretty much been catching up with things that needed to be done around the house that have been neglected. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, no wrenching for me. Um, so yeah, like I said, the least exciting out of all of us, I'm sure.
0: All right. Well, I can follow that up. Okay. Go for it. So I had probably the second least exciting week of the group here. I had, uh, hurricane Joanne was already here and we had hurricane Nicole show up. And it wasn't bad. It was fine. But it hit us directly. hmm Um Andy, thanks for keeping in touch, man, checking up on me. But it wasn't too it wasn't too bad. It was just a couple of days of wind. Yeah. Ian was still a pain in the ass. More than I'm always a pain in the ass.
1: Exactly. I had to check in on you, make sure you didn't get blown away or something.
0: No. I'm losing a lot of weight, but I'm not that skinny yet. Yeah, but his head is like right, yeah. I still got it there. All <laughs> my hair. It's the wrong color though, but yeah, I still got it. So yeah, I I basically was home. I could have done some stuff, but it was, I was I was kind of in a mode where I was doing a lot of work on the house and stuff like that still, and I'd just been in that mode and just been having a good time and I'm like well if I'm into it I might as well do it because once I'm not into it I'm not going to want to do it and it's going to be a pain in the ass Right. so I got a compressor I I still had my uh, brad nailers and my trim nailers and my finished nailer and went around did some trim work in the room finished the floor uh, what else did I do I worked on a version of FreeNAS now that's TrueNAS which is network attached storage and I have it I have an old one, a really old one for all you geeks out there that are, uh, into this kind of stuff. And it's, it's free NAS, I don't even know what version it is, probably eight. And it can only be seen by SMB one. So it's pretty much almost outdated and I have all, you know, I can keep all the old free fall stuff on it. And so I, I built a new one, which is twice the amount of storage and it's, uh, using TrueNAS, which is like the evolution. A free NAS, now true NAS, and uh, set that up on an old computer that I had. Uh, I kind of have a rack enclosure for it. I bought a couple of those years ago, and that's working good. And I did some networking stuff around the house, ran a couple of lines and did the flooring. And that's about all I've been doing, man. Other than, you know, just hanging out with the kids, doing some. Work at their house when they were setting up some Christmas stuff. We did that on Saturday, out in their yard, and it was a lot of fun. And nice. that's it, man. That's really it, man. Other than that, didn't do, didn't do shit. But soon shit will happen. You'll have to stay tuned for that. Okay. And that's my week in a nutshell. Nice. No flying this weekend. No flying. No flying. No buying. Not even. Did I wrench at all? No. Didn't even do any wrenching. Put that
2: XL doing there or what?
1: No. Nope. You didn't oh. even get to go make fun of Steve Shaw because he wasn't there. Right. That's why. That's but it was windy, was so it was almost gang.
0: it was almost as if he was here because it was really windy.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, <I don't> <laughs> but yeah, I got I to gotta try and get that XL going before the end of the show, man, so I can at least tell people that it's done.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so might think it's the Florida thing that, you know, you move to Florida, you can't build a kit anymore. Right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can it either tell true. people that it's good or Andy doesn't know how to build shit and it fell apart. One or the other. Well,
0: if it falls apart, I'm going to blame you. So, either yeah, way. That's
1: what I'm saying. It's not going to fall apart.
0: But then I have you telling me, I have you in the back of my head telling me, it doesn't matter, it's used, you should be checking it out anyways.
1: No matter who builds it. You don't have to check that one. It's perfect. Okay. All right. Except for the parts you put back together. Now, you might have checked those. (laughs) Yeah. I'm only responsible for the stuff that was already (laughs) together. (laughs) Okay. He just throws it in there. and Doesn't tighten the bolts up and the boom shoots out or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be my luck. That'd Uh, be my
0: luck for sure. So, I know you guys went out to Arizona I want to hear all about that, but I don't know if we're doing that now or in the main topic. So, I'm just going to sit back and listen to some weeks in the hobby, man.
2: Yeah, how do you want to do it, Andy? I don't know. You mm. want
1: to? Uh, hmm. You got it. Yeah. Has anything happened well, to you besides the rodeo? I got like a couple little things. You want to go over those first?
2: Yeah, you can go over those, but yeah, pretty much I'm going to keep it to Rodeo because I, I have that little bit of a TSA thing I want to talk about, oh, which yeah. will take a little bit of time. So, yeah. right.
1: Well, mine's just short. I got notifications from UPS today that I actually have two brand new kits arriving tomorrow. Ooh. One is my Puma Freedom Ooh. Edition. So that's, I think I don't know what the other one is. And the other one is I did a little bit of trading around. With our buddy Nick Wisdom from RCHN. And I have a Spectre V2 Nick Maxwell edition Mm -hmm. showing up tomorrow. Oh. Nice. Yeah. And Nick, I was going to ask you if you would sign it for me. But (laughs) then I got to look at some at the rodeo. And I think I'm good now.
4: (laughs) It's on there a few times. (laughs)
1: Uh, so a do of you, time. you get like an extra dollar For every time the signature was on there Or how did that work
4: Uh n- no, no. <laughs> You oh, your contract Okay
1: <laughs> I'm just giving you shit uh, <laughs> I'm, I am looking forward to it I think it's it will be a good kit It's, it's going to replace the V2 that I sold to Kevin
0: Yeah I was going to say thanks Nick For coming out with this girl Or else I wouldn't have a V2
1: Right Oh I started building my V two, and then I I stalled out when it was time to put the electronics in, just because I'm lazy. So it sit here for a couple months, and then when the when your edition came out, I was like, oh damn, I really want that one. So I'm like, hey Kevin, you want a <laughs> a brand new kit that's never been flown but's ninety percent built? He's like, sure. So it's all worked out. And the kit that
2: you got from Wisdom is that new or yeah, brand new in the box. Oh, awesome!
1: Yeah, what he heck? was. He did got something else, I think, or something. Huh? I don't know. Uh-huh. Sound like he's trading around, trying new stuff and this mm-hmm. and that. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. Looking forward to getting it put together. Um, but yeah, the rest of my stuff's rodeo stuff. But yeah. before I get into my part, I need to hear about your trip. Out there, yeah. Tell me everything so, from the time you got to the airport.
2: Yeah, so the, you know, th- Thursday morning. So I, I just, I mean, I thought Richmond was like a decent sized airport that can get some nonstop flights, but no, everything is connecting. So, um, I had to pick my, you know, poison, and on the flight out, my connecting flight was out to uh, Atlanta. And then to Phoenix. Um, that wasn't really the bad part, though. This is a really bad part, though. And mm-hmm. I don't understand this. Um, you know, I'm sure I broke the law, I guess, because the TSA told me to break the law. And I don't know if that's they the valid made you, excuse or not. not. They made me. Really yeah. Your fault. So I'll kind of explain it. I get to the airport around. 6.30 in the morning, 7 o'clock, I think. Uh, my flight's at 9, so I you know, just wanted to get there in time, make sure everything's good. I had my golf case, which was huge and heavy and bulky, and um, I just, whatever. I didn't, I didn't really want to deal with it, but you know, I lugged that. I parked the car in, in the you know, daily parking lot, and, and I basically lugged that to the terminal. I get to the gate, not gate, I get to the, um, the ticket encounter counter, so I can check in the bag, the golf case. And right off the bat, the golf case is 55 pounds. So um, the allowment was 50 pounds. And anything over, they decided to uh, bed me over the ticketing desk and <laughs> and have their way with me. Because it went from being a $50 <laughs> sports case, you know, right. charge, it was like, it's like 40 or 50 bucks, to $130 for five pounds. Well, well, Christ, man. why didn't you weigh that before you left the house
1: i'm sure well you i did it weigh it but i figure or something
2: i figure like five pounds how much they're gonna charge me
1: 30 oh, bucks 40 okay. bucks i, I didn't see. think they were gonna charge yeah. me that, is, that, that extra
2: a bit extreme yeah an extra 80 dollars like three times the price because the check one check luggage is 40 bucks so they basically right. charge me yeah you know, so damn um for five pounds yeah whatever okay let's just you know that's i have some money it's okay i'll deal with that um now i'm at the at the gate right not the gate the uh, tsa right gate to go through the whole thing and so it's it's annoying because i have a carry-on bag and i have my transmitter case Mm -hmm. and my backpack i have like these three items and you know my my thing is i'm going to consolidate the uh the transmitter case in the in the, you know, the carry-on bag once I get through. Right. But I, I need to have it separate so I can, like, take out the transmitter and show them that separate. Take out my laptop out of my bag. To show them that separate. Take my hat, my fucking get half-dressed, right? <laughs> right. Shoes and belt and whatever. Put that in another basket. I had, like, seven trays, you know, like, trying to get through the thing. Um, light poles, Put it in my tray. Right from my backpack into the tray. Uh, what else did I have? Uh toiletry stuff, you know, whatever. Right. And it all gets through and and you know, light bulbs on their little tray, you know, they get a little push to the side and, and they're gonna do a secondary check as expected. I, I knew sure. they were gonna do this. Swap you know them. Swap them. I have my batteries, I had the leads taped off so that way, you know, there's no short circuit can happen or anything like that. I try to make them as safe as possible. And, you know, the guy looks at him and he's like, Oh, what are these? And I'm like, They're batteries. And he's like, For RC cars? I'm like, Well, for RC helicopters, but it's pretty much the same thing. He's like, okay. And he's talking to like uh, another gentleman behind him. And he, you know, this guy was young. He was probably in like his mid-20s. And then the guy behind him was probably in his mid-30s, like an older gentleman. But he was getting trained. So he was like, okay, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. You take the swab, blah, 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 do all this stuff. And they're swabbing it. Everything comes out okay clean. And he's looking at these. And then he's like, okay, come with me. Oh, no, you stay here. He's talking to the guy. Come with me. And he goes, gets their supervisor. I'm like, oh, fuck. They're going to tell me I can't bring these fucking batteries, are they? Supervisor comes over. Sir, I can't let you bring these on the airplane. And I'm like, why? They're lipo batteries. They're allowed. I'm allowed to carry them on. That's the rule. Well, and then there's the guy. That was the supervisor talking. The guy goes, well, these look like IEDs. Oh, my freaking You can take them and strap them to your chest and take over the plane. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, but they're batteries. Like, why would I take batteries? I'm like, oh, but I know the batteries. You know the batteries, but no one else knows the batteries. I'm like, what? Really? You think? I could do that with a box of coffee. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's so You could do so that with stupid. anything, with wires and everything. You could Any, take.
0: Anything that looks, yeah. Yeah.
2: You could take a box of Cracker Jack, right? Two cell
0: phones <laughs> to your chest and <laughs> right, claim that. Was- right.
2: To a, put a cell phone in a box, put a couple wires, and that's it. That looks like a bomb or an IED, right? Right. Oh, my God. I was so. But this is the most ridiculous part. Instead of telling me, I'm sorry, you're going to have to ship them, get rid of them. Can't bring them on a the plane. They went and literally said, put them in your bag and check your bag in. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, what do you mean check my bag? In? It's like, no, put it. but you could take the light bulb, put them in your bag and then check your bag in and go. Okay, I'm like, and then I'm like, okay then, give me the lipos. And they're like, no, no, you can't touch the lipos. I'm like, we have to walk you out of the TSA secure area, and then I can hand them back to you. And then put them in your bag, and then check your bag. And I was like, okay.
0: Can I, I get that I, in writing?
2: I'm just like, at this point, I was I was so like annoyed with them. that I just like, okay, whatever, I'll comply. And I, I literally like, okay, I put in my bag, zipped it up, and I went down to ticketing and checked it in. And I know it wasn't the right thing to do, but I mean, that, that they're, they're telling me to do this, and I'm just, I was so annoyed.
0: But that's, all, that's breaking the rules even worse than maybe trying to take over the plane.
2: What? Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> right? Still, it it, it still, makes no sense. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like okay, here, there's a potential risk of you maybe trying to take over the plane, which, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm a small guy. Ten, 10 people can just tackle me down. You know, like, whatever. Right? Or an actual hazard of putting this in the belly of the plane. If there's something were to happen with these batteries, there's no one to address them. There's no firebox yeah. they can put them in. There's no toilet they can do with. There's nothing. The plane goes down. Like, like this yeah, is T S K. This is the people the of that, like, that secure our flights. This is how bad they are. This is terrible.
0: And dude, even if you were to walk up to the front of the plane with two of those strapped to your chest and say, I'm taking over the plane, the pilots are locked in the the cockpit, yeah. dude, they're going to be like, OK, we're there's nothing working. We can do about it. Yeah, we're, we're locked not in here no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. that that was absolutely ridiculous for them to even say that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it.
3: You know, what a bunch of idiots. Too. I would have
0: asked to speak to the supervisor. Supervisor. But that was
2: the, the supervisor was not one that came to me. I know, this. right? I That's, was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my gosh.
1: It's
0: yeah. The level
2: of stupidity.
1: It's tough because you you want to fight it, but you want to just get on the plane and yeah, not and, right. and want to miss your kit. plane. If right.
2: I escalated this and fight try to fight it, I would definitely miss my plane. I would definitely miss my flight by connecting flights. Both flights would right. Been,
1: so you it, know, that's not worth it. It's it's yeah, but, it's then, you, a, but then you're right. sitting on the plane thinking, damn, I hope these don't catch you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Two planes. Yeah, he's, he's sitting there the whole time. Damn, this sucks. Yeah. He's looking yeah. for smoke coming out around the floorboard.
2: I'm like looking at the back, you know, the <laughs> window, making sure I don't see a gremlin out there or something, you know. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, That's crazy. But you did get, you know.
1: Well, I, you had
0: we got the, the batteries.
2: We, you had them in storage. Save. You had them in storage charge and you had the ends taped off. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't worried in my case, to be honest, but still. Yeah. But still, that was asinine for him to say that. It's just the principle yeah. of it. Right. You know, and, and the funny thing is it's like, you know, on the way on my flight back, they're like, Do you have any e-cigarette batteries or this is in your checked in luggage? <laughs> You're like, they're worried about a little battery like this big. Right. But TSA says, okay, it's okay to bring, you know, twenty two hundred and forty, you know, watt hours of electricity on the plane, sure. Mm, yeah. Damn, dude. Anyways, <laughs> I did get to Phoenix safely. We all landed. Um, everyone was safe. Um, and then I met up with Andy and, and uh, then the batteries blew up. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I thought the batteries blew up when it crashed, but no, no. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, the car rental, that shit took like hours. It took Um, forever. It took forever. They were so slow and they didn't, I don't know. They just didn't, it was not organized in any manner. Um, next time I think I'm going to do what Dan did and just do a Toro car rental that actually worked out he landed an yeah. hour
1: after us and then got his got car, his car. Was at the house like felt like an hour before we got there yeah. it's crazy you yeah. we
2: were like at least two hours yeah. at the car rental place yeah. yeah yeah so what car rental place was this <laughs> um thrifty or a dollar some cheap one oh, okay I, don't expect,
1: I guess it was like 50 people there and one person at the counter Almost two people, and then one person walked away
5: because <laughs> they one lady was. I d- they weren't going
1: very fast either, were they? They were like
2: taking their sweet ass time. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, but yeah, we got to we got to Phoenix. They fled, and everything was good. Uh, my helicopters made it in the case. Um, my case worked out 100 percent perfect, like no nice. issues, nothing busted open, nothing like unstrapped. Like I, you know, everything was 100. So I was I was really happy with that um yeah i guess then we can just kind of go into the rodeo yeah go into the main topic and kind of do a recap of the rodeo let's do it all right so well, let's,
1: wait let's ask yeah. nick if he had yeah. any trouble getting there yeah i, I want to he, hear he about he Nick's some problems as well
4: yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um mine started a little earlier i was a couple weeks ago i was heading to australia And uh, I made it onto the airplane, no problem. To Mm -hmm. Japan, Uh, and then in Japan during the security check on the layover, they took my batteries. They just knew the rules, (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I really can't say much other than they were just strict.
2: Yeah, by the book, I guess. Uh, Yeah,
4: yeah, they they were just they were just pretty strict about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So they they took them, and I borrowed batteries in Australia, and I borrowed batteries in uh, Phoenix.
2: Okay. That's crazy. You go through a security check in a layover, like you don't, you're not like considered in a secure area already.
4: Yeah, no. The, you typically when they do the international thing, like through Haneda, you uh, you go through their security then because you're then leaving their airport. Mm. So, and I even asked because I I was actually going back to Haneda and I stayed for Japan in four days, uh, for four days after Australia. Mm-hmm and uh, i told them i was coming back as if there was any way i even told them where fataba was and that i worked for them and they could send them to them or uh, somebody could come up yeah. and they said no we're just going to dispose of them And i told them i said he says you know they're they're, they're kind of flammable they just said don't worry they're professionals well okay <laughs> <laughs> watch big
2: lipo fire
4: in japan <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like a week. Oh, I came back a few days later and nothing they didn't uh, quarantine me or stop me or say anything. <laughs> they
2: didn't flag
1: you.
4: Yeah, yeah they didn't Well we seemed tried. to be okay. But I will say definitely Phoenix's uh rental car facility where you gotta take that shuttle. That is a mm, that shuttle a sucks. Yeah. Mm. That's a process. I thought always thought yeah. that this car rental took a while, but that one
2: I mean, we it's won't. not even close. Like, the shuttle took, I think it was like, it felt like a 10, 15-minute
1: drive. felt like forever. I was like, what, yeah. oh, are we going across the city? But Right. Uh, like, just, yeah. I guess around about to get to the other side.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I almost missed my flight home because uh, I think they oh, needed really? like four or five buses.
5: Yeah, <laughs> right. But.
2: Okay. So, you got to Phoenix after that little battery debacle, okay, though, right? No yeah. other pickups.
4: No, no, everything was smooth. I will say I had one little problem in Japan. You, you've got a. They've now decided that to be fully vaccinated, it's not just two full shots. So to be fully vaccinated or be considered to be fully vaccinated, uh-huh. you got to have three. You got to have the booster. booster. okay. Mm, so, interesting. so the day before I left, I went and got a vaccination real quick.
2: <laughs> mm. I'm good. You find out yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't let you in. You've got to do this little, they call it the my SOS app. You know, a lot of the different places mm-hmm. have the, mm-hmm. Australia has one now for their visa system as well. You can do it all mobile. But, nice. And other than breaking my helicopter, which I'm guessing you guys will probably talk about in your rodeo coverage, everything won't get. <laughs>
1: you kind of, uh, I mean, i touch on this just a little bit before we move on, but you've kind of been on a, a war a whirlwind tour the last few weeks right you've been to australia japan where else uh north
4: carolina was the week before i left for australia uh and then phoenix and now thursday uh leave for mexico
1: nice wow wow so you did fun flies in australia and then i guess you were doing fataba business
4: in japan Uh, i just yeah just business meetings in japan Uh and um uh, flying obviously in phoenix in north carolina right okay and it's actually it's an air show in mexico so it's not actually a fun fly it's they're bringing down i don't know if you guys have heard of jace Ducia the 3d yep. airplane Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. so they're going to bring him down to do uh the 3d airplanes and i'll do the 3d helicopters i guess pretty big air show
6: nice,
4: nice. yeah That's that'll cool. be kind of fun It'll feel a little odd because I'll just be sitting in. it. I feel like I'll just be sitting in a chair doing nothing all day, waiting to fly potentially. But right,
2: right, <laughs> yeah.
4: You got to find. You got to see if there's like a backfield. You can. I need to practice a little right to get to yeah, the backfield. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, a lot of the other flyers will speak English, so we can at least talk while we're waiting. Yeah, true. Yeah, can't complain. I, I absolutely love doing this. So yeah, that was awesome. Yeah,
2: that's great, man.
4: Okay. So rodeo
2: recap. Let's go into it, huh, Andy? Yes. Yeah. So you shout out to freaking, you know, uh, let's see here, how many people do we? Uh, I don't want to go through names. I hate going through names. Want to go through names?
1: Uh, I'll forget most of them. I mean, big I shout out to Greg. Yeah. And uh, Mike. What's Mike's last name? Weatherly. Weatherly. Yeah. I think they were the two main guys running the event. I'm sure they had help from a lot of other folks as well. But um, my all my helis and stuff arrived in perfect condition. Greg mm-hmm. had them at the field when we showed up Friday morning. Just took it out of the box and put the batteries on the charger. I was ready to go. Yep.
2: So that worked out well. Yep. But. I had a little building to do, you know, that Thursday night. It wasn't too bad, though. No, I think it we had, took half an hour. And yeah. I mean, we,
1: we kind of all sat around the table. We had your Haley's and Gucci's put together in less than an hour, it felt like. Yep. Just a few things.
2: Um, yeah. So, Andy, myself, and Gucci, Dan Kiriak from uh, the Haley Head Show, um, we all basically met up and, uh, I guess, shared this Verbo, vacation rental Mm-hmm. Um, house it was a it was a pretty nice house I mean yeah, the nice. size was a really nice you know mm-hmm. everything was pretty modern the decor was a little bit weird in my opinion but that's my opinion right that's my taste so. it's just not our style but yeah was, definitely not fine. my style it was the style of the region mm-hmm. yep it was fitting to the to the area of the southwest but um, but it was cool it was nice it had a nice memories a nice pool in the backyard that we didn't use you know a, a, a fire pit in the back like a a fireplace, I guess. Yeah, kind like of an fire outdoor
1: pit. fireplace. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, an outdoor fireplace we didn't a use. a kitchen
1: like a grill and a sink. Outdoor and all kitchen that we didn't We did we, 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 we really didn't do anything but sleep there.
2: <laughs> Inside kitchen we didn't use. Yeah, we slept there in the Jeez. bathroom.
1: <laughs> we put drinks in the and refrigerator and slept. And that's about yeah. it. Yeah.
3: You guys didn't even fly an M2 over that fire pit either.
2: Oh, I didn't have. No. I didn't have anything small. Oh. I mean, the smallest thing was Andy's. Uh, Oh, Andy and Dan both brought uh yeah.
3: if I didn't I not
1: flew Saturday night. If I didn't fly, I was gonna hover over that thing and discharge my packs mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Nice. But I didn't need to.
2: Yeah. Uh but yeah, the place was nice. It was cool. Uh, you know, and then I think we just went out to dinner or something that night and, and relaxed. Uh didn't didn't do too much. I think we were trying to get over mm-hmm. the two hour time difference as well. So um but yeah, I think we woke up Friday a little, I don't know, not really. but it we was, got out there kind of late, though.
1: It was early for them. I mean, I think we were all up at like 6 a.m. because we were still on Eastern time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we had, what did we do? We piddled we went around to and stuff. breakfast, right? yeah. No, I think we, that's the morning we went and ended up getting breakfast. Oh, you and I got breakfast, yeah, over at Superior where the yeah. field was.
2: yeah. So, Dan, uh, Dan went to go. So, we kind of split up into two teams. We had two cars. Uh, Dan took the, his car and basically drove out to um, the field. Went right to the field. And then and then Andy and I were going to go. Uh, well, he was going to go get ice first and then go to the field. We were and gonna Andy and I going to go get
1: breakfast. Breakfast at McDonald's or something. Yeah. But <laughs> there was none there.
2: So, so the, there was. Yeah, there really wasn't anything. And we got on the highway. We were like, oh, I will find something. But, uh <laughs>
1: Well, the the field is in, it was in Superior, Mm -hmm. Arizona, which is about 45 minutes from where we were staying in Mesa, which is just outside of Phoenix, I guess. And um, it's just a tiny little town. I mean, there's really not much there. A gas station, a couple restaurants, and that's about it.
2: I think, uh, I think with me, I was like, "Well, why don't we see what we have there? Because they gotta have like yeah, a McDonald's but, I mean, or something have McDonald's there, right?" Yeah, McDonald's or F something. I mean, yeah, a Burger King or one of the fast food yeah. joints. And you know, why get the food Try here and then take a yeah, forty-five it'll be minute hot. drive and I be mean, cold. cold? Yeah, right.
1: It was an um, excellent plan, except <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing there.
2: Yeah, there was nothing there. There was like a gas station and like a bar, lounge, restaurant, and like a Mexican place. I think, and that breakfast thing, that cafe. Yeah. Yeah, so we stopped at some cafe, and it was okay, but it, it kind of took a while, and I think the juice wasn't really worth the squeeze. Like, it took a while, and the food was okay, you know, yeah. but uh, my it was kind of cool. My because, food was uh, actually really good, I Yeah, say. mine was all right. Mine was good. Uh, but it was cool, There, there was uh, Donnie Pesci and his father, I guess, Senior, mm-hmm. Donnie. Um, Joey? And two other, and two other gentlemen. <laughs> I don't remember their names. <laughs> no, Kevin. I think one was John, and... Maybe the other one was Joey? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, they were there, so it kind of was cool to just kind of chat with them for a minute. But, um, yeah, we got our food, and then we totally said that, uh, hey, Dad, we're going to bring you back some food, and we <laughs> left. We left. Shit. I
1: didn't even think about it till we got back <laughs> over so there, bad. and I saw him. I was like, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's so bad. But, sorry, uh, Dan. Yeah, sorry. I think he was good, though. He was so excited to be there. I think he wasn't really thinking about eating anyways. Yeah. And, uh, there was a food truck there. Um, I got to give a shout out to this ma's kitchen. It was awesome food. Uh, it was good. Great burgers, great fries, great. Um, they actually say it right there. They all call it heroes. (laughs) They don't call it gyros. They call it heroes out there. So that's pretty cool. Um, it was good food. All of it was so good. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad price, I guess. Cool. Uh, let's see. Flying. We'll talk about some flying. Uh, everyone threw down. One thing I noticed is there's a lot of nitro going on, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of nitro flying. Obviously, Gregor McGrath flying the heck out of his nitro. Uh Jason Baylock was flying a bunch of nitros. Um I know Alex Dean was doing a lot of a lot of gasser flights. Yeah. Adam so hearing that gasser. Adam uh, uh, uh Yep, Adam. how do you say his last the- name? Arula? I guess. Arula, I think. I don't know. Yeah, he was flying a bunch of uh, Goblin raw Nitros as well. A so, bunch of guys yeah. with Nitros. Yeah, Nitros and Gassers. There's a lot of that uh, mm-hmm. definitely present. Even a couple of turbines, and a couple of turbines that sounded like it shouldn't take off. <laughs> Killing a mouse in there. Um, Let's see. Who else, who else is there throwing down some good flights, huh? Uh,
4: Chase. And- was pretty good. What's that, Nick? I said Jason Baylock's uh, Night Flight was pretty good where he mm-hmm. embedded the rock. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I tried to blade scrape a little. <laughs>
4: yeah. It was pretty crazy. The rock stayed in there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pretty, uh... It wasn't... Well, Stewart you guys said... was throwing down. Yeah, ben, oh, ben and Donnie were freaking and, throwing down constantly. Yeah, like, just, every other... They were going
1: out together and just back-to-back, yeah. one after yeah. the
2: other. Which was great for video, because it's like Ben flies and Donnie flies, and then it. it was like, oh, guess what? Nick's next. Yeah, and then Nick, Nick flies.
5: flies. I was like, yeah, <laughs> getting all the,
2: <laughs> all the great video flights in. Awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, be here. What else? What else for the recap? Huh? Oh. Well,
0: I was going to ask if you guys noticed anything other than the landscape, anything different about flying out there? versus flying on the east coast um like you guys mentioned the vegetation was pretty freaking coarse and would yeah yeah so, they had
1: these bushes or i guess mm-hmm. they called them trees but they were i don't know six eight feet tall top things
2: yeah they look like but, but they, <laughs> they must
1: be it's like they're made out of metal or something like <laughs> you could just barely touch the the uh let's see place, yeah, gucci just... went well, I was going to cut one and caught the tail blade just a little and it sucked it in and it broke the tip of his tail blade off. It's just a little tiny. Damn. You know, the tip of a tree thing. Yeah. That, that, that shit don't mess around out there. Wow. And then it, it, it's just rocks and dirt. Otherwise cactus. Yeah. Cacti.
2: So. Yeah. It was, it was unforgiving. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. unforgiving. <laughs> Imagine I think you Nick were... might have been the only one that that tipped one and didn't crash or,
4: right? I think you tipped one, didn't you, Nick? Yeah, you cut some hit the boot. Yeah,
5: hmm?
4: yeah. Oh, it broke my helicopter though. It broke the. It took out a tail blade. Okay. Didn't cr- it didn't crash per se. I guess like as in yeah, tumble over, but. Uh, yeah, it, it tore it up. It bent the tail shaft, the tail uh, axle, the...
1: Damn. Yeah, it looked big. Just cool. from barely touching a, like a, a
4: bush, right? Yeah. That was a exactly did a little hair. more touch
2: well. Bush.
4: Uh, it wasn't it was a tail slide into the bush.
2: Yeah, it was a very okay, late pull out of a tail one, slide that right into the bush, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Craig was standing next to Nick and and no he Craig was like, tail slide, tail slide. And I think uh Nick was like you're going to tell us when to pull out or something? And he's like, pull up. <laughs> like, literally right at the I don't floor. think I saw that.
1: Yeah. I was thinking of, weren't you doing something where you're flying around them? You clipped one? I thought
4: that's what it was. Yeah. He, clipped yeah, it he, the he clip with the main blade. You did
2: clip one before of the main blade. like out on it the right side. Far
4: out. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, so- the taller, softer ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, I mean, everyone who flew, you know, it always happens. I always go to these uh, these fun flies and I'm like. You know, well I see people flying, I'm like, damn, that guy's good. Oh damn, that guy's good. Oh he's Everybody's good too. I don't good. even know any of these people. And I'm like, wow, he's good too. I'm like, wow. I suck at flying. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Everyone's good. Yeah. I bet you've seen a a um a difference, Nick, in the last I mean, you've been at it long enough. Your average pilot is way better than ten years ago, wouldn't you say? Like yeah. the level yeah, has just gotten crazy.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the equipment has gotten better, so that helps. That that yeah, always. Happens. That makes sense, yeah. Um, specifically in the early 2000s, you know, a handful of guys that did crazy stuff. Now everybody can do that to, right. to a large degree. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, let's see. A big yeah. thing. Did you guys notice out there? So, for those that have, haven't traveled, maybe it's kind of cool to mention that the altitude there was much yeah. higher.
2: Yeah, I think so, we were around like
4: twenty-three
1: hundred. Twenty-eight eighty, I believe, it was, it was Superior, 2, but I don't know what exactly the airfield was. Yeah, I think it was a little bit higher because Superior was downhill from the field. Could have been. Could have been closer to three thousand. Yeah. yeah. Could you feel it
4: in your helicopters?
1: Yeah, but so, I also fly – also here in Tennessee, I'll get DAs over 3,000 in the summer. So, uh, kind of the same <laughs> to me. You know, gotcha. I really notice it when – either in the winter, when the DA gets low here, or when I go somewhere like Florida or closer to the coast or something. But, yeah, it, there's definitely a big difference.
2: You're talking about 3,000 foot. Yeah. versus sea level. Yeah. I think I noticed that when uh and I think that's kind of part of the reason why I crashed my five eighty. I just thought I would have more bite and more yeah. like mm-hmm. like I would be able to punch out quicker and I was too low and I wasn't able to. <laughs> right. Uh but like over when I was flying normally I didn't really recognize like feel it because like you and I both kind of fly in the
1: Yeah and all I had was a four twenty so it's not a yeah. really good comparison it kinda you know mm-hmm. doesn't bite that great to start with.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. Um Yeah I didn't notice it a bit. But yeah. Well that's what that was.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It's kinda cool when you go to all those different places you feel the helicopter a little bit different. Yeah. Wonder how that would play into Nitro then you'd have to
2: totally retune for that, huh? Well not totally, uh, but like you know, a couple
4: more. Yeah, yeah, it changes things for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I see it here because i I can get so where I'm at, I'm at like twelve, thirteen hundred feet, but it gets so humid and hot in the summer that if you if you measure it by using the pressure and the temperature and all that crap, um, mm-hmm. I can get I can get up north of three of three thousand. But I have gotten all the way down to just a couple hundred feet above sea level density altitude in the winter. The air is dry and cold.
7: Yeah. So I get
1: a pretty good range here in my area. It makes a big difference on engine tunes and the way the blades bite and everything else. So I flew six flights. This weekend, which is actually a lot yes. for me at a fun fly. I flew three that on is. Friday and three on Saturday. Uh, we did a... How many did... I don't
2: know. I don't think I don't think I did five, maybe. You might have done more than I did. Maybe. I didn't do a lot. I was, uh, I was trying to cover the event a lot, you know. Yeah, you're to get tucking a lot of videos and, and
1: stuff. stuff. And um, I don't remember which flight it bu- was, but one where I was... Uh, we were all standing there and I was
2: doing dumb autos with 420. Well I think it was our our tandem well, we like, did we the tandem and then. I think I landed and then Gooch landed and you were doing autos, no?
1: No, this was I think well this must have been after that so I must have went up again after that okay. because I didn't crash when we did the, I landed no, no. Out actually further out actually I think we did that tandem on Saturday morning,
2: didn't we? Oh might have been yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Be. so Friday yeah it was, did a it flight, was the last yeah. pack of the that I had because I yeah, it was the last pack because I didn't fly after that so I flew around and um was doing a bunch of autos and thought it was a good idea to do some inverted autos with the 420. I think I landed a couple and I Damn, kind was of real bad on one and and hit yeah. pretty hard tipped it over blade came around smacked the boom really bad put a crease in it and about a 20 degree bend but the blades were okay no links were broken so i picked it up looked at everything dusted it off set it down started spooling back up and um everybody thought that was kind of crazy seemed Mm -hmm. like they're a little more conservative out there i think but yeah. I put it up a in the hover sure. and start flying it around, and uh, the booms literally, uh, about two-thirds of the way out, it it, it kinks 20 degrees, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, it was so funny. So I, I fly around a little bit, and then I, like, punch out, yeah. inverted, kind of going 45 degrees up, and you can just see the boom, like, <laughs> going sideways. Four feet
0: up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would have put yeah, it on the yeah. side of the table and that bent was pretty it back. funny
1: Well, I tried that oh, those, later, and then it yeah. just kinked the other side, and it they was completely broke. Way. Yeah. Uh yeah. Oh, so it was pretty bad. It was bent. It was it was pretty bad.
0: Twenty degrees a, is pretty bad.
1: Man. It was yeah, pretty I had, bad. The, I
2: had a blade strike it. Yeah, the it,
1: blade you know? struck it perfectly and kinked and then, it. Yeah. And then I tried to bend it back the, a little bit the other way, and just so I could just keep flying because, but so the uh, the belt wouldn't rub so bad. But when I did, it kinked the other side, and then it was, yeah. I was afraid it would just completely break off. Yeah, a pinch. But I had br- I brought another boom, so I changed it out that night. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I got to say, that heli is hellacious easy to change the boom on. Yeah. I mean, it. it's like, you loosen I two like- screws, and then you. You can slide it forward, pull the belt off the pulley, slide the boom out, take out four little screws in the back, and undo your um, the uh, control rod holder, slide that off, put the other boom on, slide all back together. It takes five minutes, maybe. I was impressed by how easy it was to swap that out. You don't have to take okay. off the motor pulley. You don't have to take off anything. It's just Any bearing super simple. No, yeah. no
2: bearing blocks. And yeah, nothing in no the way. So yeah, easy. very very easy. I think the only annoying part is the the belt tension. When you're putting it back on, you kind of have to like hold it so it doesn't flop around.
1: Yeah. 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 But I mean, pretty pretty damn easy. And of course, I had to I'd recheck my endpoints the next day just mm-hmm. to make yeah. sure. You know, because who knows the boom could have been in a little bit different position or something looser, yeah. But yeah, so it was a very simple fix. So that's two crashes and I'm down one servo arm and one boom. And the boom's what like fifteen bucks or something. So that's pretty good. One I pretty to, good crash and one was just a bad auto, but it still hit pretty hard. Um so so far so good with that little thing. Sweet, man. Uh, we met uh Ken Marshall. Yes. That dude was a hoot.
2: Yep. met him, and we also had the pleasure of having dinner with him
1: one yep. night at a Mexican restaurant. That was fun. I'm nice. Uh, yeah. His buddy Justin, Justin Kaufman was with him, mm-hmm. a neighbor of his out there that flies with him, had dinner with those guys. Greg um, McGrath was there Yeah, I got to Dishaw meet Gregor I had never, I'd never spoke mm-hmm. to Gregor Or talked with him or met him What a cool guy It was a lot yeah, of fun to talk with guy. him yeah. yeah A
2: lot yeah. of stories too, man I love the people that have been of the Hobbit he, time
1: He give us uh, a lot of info on some upcoming products He's got mm-hmm. Absolute CNC um, Some really cool stuff coming soon, very soon Yeah, can we talk cool. about that? I don't know I don't know maybe but i don't yeah. i don't know let him talk about it i don't want yeah. to spill the yeah, he, beans but yeah, something, something really 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 great for some people is going to be coming out yeah i'm excited about um
2: it. yeah who else was out there no it was yeah you mean dan and and steve shaw was there with his wife you know steve shaw his hmm? lovely wife dorothy uh, Jim. I don't remember Jim's last name. Uh he was part of heli Direct as well. He was yeah, I don't either. Anything.
1: I don't remember Jim's name. Um so many people. Uh John yeah. Bean and his son Courtney. Courtney. Bean. Um mm-hmm. Damn, I, there's so many I'm gonna forget. I can't remember
2: everyone. John, name. what's the guy's name? John Sierra, Sarah? The one that John was just flying. Stereo, yeah, just flying constantly. So was that him? Just... No,
1: that was some, was that him? That oh, was that was another, another guy down there? Huh? Yeah, that was another guy. Okay. Wasn't it? John Serio's the guy that had the. the
2: ga- he the,
1: won the gasser, right? He won the gasser, and he has like Henslitz and Banshees yeah. and all the Two super fancy yeah. stuff. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
2: But he doesn't have a gasser. So.
1: Nope. Yeah. Uh, Doug Darby, what mm-hmm. we said. Ben Storick. Yeah.
2: And, and um, Donnie and his dad, like I said Mike we Obviously, there's a whole bunch of people too. Uh, gosh, so this bad happens every us. time. I don't every write time. anyone's name down, and I'm just
1: yeah sitting here thinking.
0: If and, only there was like a little device you carried around with you. That I know, you could
1: right? Keep I notes know. on. Shut up, Kevin.
2: And, and yeah, don't because I do it. But you Wet, don't go to any, yeah. <laughs> I do.
1: <laughs> Wes Manier was there
2: with yes, Nick. West I West haven't
0: West. been. A, I haven't been any in, in what since I moved down here. Two years. I'll take notes. No, one year. I was at the one up in. I was the one in the Miami and the one up there north in Orlando. You went the to one north in Miami doesn't dude.
2: count. That's like an hour from your that house. That counts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I leave, I count. Last counts. year, I went to Queen he City. He did. That was last year. Oh, right. that's true. It's over a year. Well, I guess I missed yeah. two years. Anyway, I digress. Let's let's get back to the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's always a problem for us. And, oh, you know, oh,
1: oh! I know. Uh, we met Satinder on Oh yeah. Saturday. He yes, he stopped by. By oh, nice. a yeah. Yeah. He's contributed a lot to our um, Discord stuff on Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's good, good to meet him in person.
2: Yeah, it was great to meet him in person. Well. Wow. Anyways, yeah, we're terrible with that. Even I even mentioned it, Andy, like I think it was like Saturday night or something. I was like oh we didn't take any pictures of anyone, did we? No. <laughs> or anyone's names or anything. No. Like I saw some yeah. pictures. I saw some pictures of you guys
1: we doing took different some things pictures together with uh, yeah. of of our sales, but we didn't really take many of the event. Mm. Um yeah. I got to see a big tall cactus, Kevin, that was pretty cool. Every I saw a picture those. of that. Yeah.
0: Uh, Doing Steve next to that, I saw you with a, a chimichurri or some shit in your in your hand. <laughs> churro, ch-
2: ch- chur- <laughs> churro, yep. Met some yep. churros. Uh-huh. churros uh-huh. We had. Yep. Uh, what else did we do?
0: And Steve took a lot of videos. I saw a lot of great videos, man.
2: Yes, yeah, I was the, with the videos. I was the uh, reception out there, like the. It wasn't great. It was just LTE, but I had full bars, so I was able to do something. I guess I did watch. Like I don't know how the videos ever come out when I'm doing them, so I only see it like if I watch the video later, so oh. it, yeah, it looks like you know it didn't have great cell service, but it was enough to you know see the video see these. that's slides. cool.
3: I know the one of you guys getting there to the field i I did see that one, and the the video turned out to be pretty good. It wasn't like all you know scrambled or compressed mm. or anything.
2: Ooh, I do have to say one thing about this event um that's different. And I don't know if there's a time difference because, like, it gets dark at, like, 5 o'clock there or something. But night flying doesn't go for a long time. It's not like the East Coast where it goes. So, like, on the average, I would say at least 10 to maybe 2 in the morning. Um, this was kind of like nine, ten o'clock, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I want to no say boy. maybe 11. I mean, Saturday night we went a little bit longer. And, and there were people still flying when we left on Saturday night, but... It
1: was, it was late, but you got to also remember, I mean, that was six hours of darkness.
2: Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. Like, people have flown, a, you know, you know, a crap ton of night flights by then, but it's just interesting that it's it's different because I guess that's, you know.
1: And I was, well, that's, it depends on where you're at, too, at even on the East Coast, because I've been thinking some of the events in the last couple of years, the night flying has not gone super late either. Yeah. I mean, RCHO is an exception.
2: The exception. But some of the yeah.
1: others, you know, start dying down by midnight. So, and that's when it doesn't get dark till nine o'clock. So, yeah, maybe the time. I don't about know. To it, stay. It, it it's hard to tell. It it did seem like, and again, this is, might just be a perception thing, but it did seem like the average pilots, um, really good flights that I saw, but. A little more conservative. I didn't see anybody like really smacking stuff on the deck per yeah. se.
2: I don't remember a lot of crashes. I mean, very I don't think there crashes. was many. I think there's like maybe you and I. I think were only crashes to be honest. Um,
1: I mean, other than like
2: Nick, oh, Nick. and yeah, Ben
1: so. and uh, Donnie. I mean, obviously they're super hardcore down low.
2: But I don't. But just the average guys, them, yeah. I didn't see a lot of guys like really. And fly it's not that they didn't fly low either. Like I think some of the folks were flying in like a pretty low altitude. You know, not like high and not on the deck, but you know, in that middle range right in front of you. You know, yeah.
1: so hmm. I guess it's different. I don't know. Maybe they yeah.
2: respect their helis more out there. I think they do. I think they care for their helis a little bit more than we do on the East Coast. Yeah. I mean, not for all. I don't know. I can't generalize everyone on the East Coast, but yeah, for me at least. I was curious about that. I was going to ask mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. That might How just about? be a perception
1: thing as well. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Nick could tell us. Nick's been all over. Is, it, is there different areas crash more or less? Or is that just in our heads?
4: Um. Well, no. I think it's just the different groups. that. Um, I mean, regarding the night flying, uh, typically that event, is always before daylight saving ends. Mm-hmm. This year was the first time they had it after it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably what it
2: was. It just got so dark. Everyone's feeling that dark hour, uh, hour
4: Yeah, yeah. It just got dark an hour earlier compared to every other year.
1: Right. Well, that's why I uh, say by midnight, yeah. it had been dark for <laughs> six hours almost. Right.
4: Yeah, yeah. Tipi- typically, the night flying there is pretty crazy, just like a, you know on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will say I, I really enjoy the atmosphere on the West Coast events. The The people there, uh, it, it is a little bit different. Um, I don't know if it's – they definitely are a little more into the higher-end product, I think, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always kind of attributed that to the cost of living because hobby prices are map So – no matter where you go, it's always the same. Right. So three thousand dollars to somebody out there versus three thousand dollars to somebody in Alabama is totally different. Yeah, that's For a sure.
1: very good point. Like that's that's a real good point. I hadn't thought about. Yeah.
4: Um, but the the East Coast guys are. I think it's. I think it's just. I mean, if you were to go to a different West Coast Fun Fly, those guys may do the smack. Right. Down, just
1: different groups. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can't, you can't compare stuff to RCHO cause that's a whole nother anomaly outside of norm as far as smashing and crashing and flying all night and having fun. Um, yeah.
4: Yeah. I will say the guys in Seattle, if you ever go to that fun fly, uh-huh. you'll notice that their wiring is like utterly perfect. Nice. And, and, I, I think don't they know, spend a lot of time indoors. That's why. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> they got all freaking winter. Yeah, right. it's like, oh, it's raining again. I
2: guess I'm going to work on that wiring. Rains two hundred days a day year. Uh,
4: yeah, that's what I always tease them about up there. Is uh-huh. that they've only got two months to fly, so they right,
2: fly. right, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> no, it, it was fun. It was really cool to experience a a, a different crowd, different yeah. scenery.
2: Different everything, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would even go as saying like the flight styles are a little bit different too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's all a lot um, more big air type stuff. Um, yeah, which is cool. So, Nick, you've been to this event, um, you know, more than this year for sure, right? So, want to kind of talk about? I know that this was a new feel for them this year. It um, was different than last year. I think different than even a year before, right? Like they kind of be moving around to different fields.
4: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think this was my seventh time to this one. Wow. Um, I absolutely love it. I think they every time they move it, it's the same people that are doing it. JC Zanko, mm-hmm. uh, he's the one who used to run it as well. Right. Um, and the atmosphere there has just always been been really good. Uh, it's definitely a what I what I would call a pilot's event. mm Hmm. Some events you go to, and it's kind of like a vendor's event where mm-hmm. the businesses are there with tents and yada, 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 or the, the rodeo has always been a pilot's event where
2: yeah, interesting you
4: said walk. that. Um, yeah.
2: One of the things that I noticed about, and I called it out too uh, to Andy when we're, we're driving there, is that they put um all like the, the company banner flags, like basically on the road into the parking lot. Mm-hmm. That once you actually get in there, there was like maybe one. I think one person a heli direct flag, and that was it. Like there's not a full row of flags as you're, you know, walking the flight line and stuff like you see in other events. You know? Yeah.
4: That just could have been because the ground was so hard. It was rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, true. Well, <laughs> I
1: I gotta say I kind of like that because I hate those stupid ass flags. You can't yeah, see anybody the flying. The wind's blowing just right, so yeah. I know people like them, but I hate them. Keep them yeah. behind the flight line, or I mean behind the pits or something would be good. Yeah. That's just me complaining.
0: You don't see those flags, Andy, and go, Oh yeah, that's right. I can get parts there.
1: No. <laughs> I don't. I see that flag. It's like, damn, I wish I could see around that stupid ass flag. I can't see what he's doing.
2: <laughs> I know. There were some times I was like, have he done?
1: I'm just I'm just play. thinking like <laughs> Urcha, where they put one every six oh, yeah. feet and it gets yeah. like a wall of flag you can't see through. Yeah, but anyway, that's for safety, now I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's the Uh So seven years at the rodeo, huh? And you're saying so? Even then, all seven years, it's all had the same feeling, like this. Like you're saying the yeah. pilots, you know, it's meant for pilots to have fun and not so much, you know, a PR thing or Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, some events are some events are great for, you know, if you want to go there and you want to see a company representative or you want to see byproduct, for example. Um, And some events are very much what I consider pilot events where uh, at any level you're encouraged to go show up and go find a flight station. Mm -hmm. Some of that and, and I'll say this too, some of that is is dictated by the size of the field. Sometimes you go to a smaller field. Um and some guys are are a little more intimidated to go out there and fly, uh, mm-hmm. where when you have a nice huge field like that, I mean it was endless, right? right. Yeah, it was. You look down there and you just see that every flight station's full, which I think yeah. is I personally really like the pilot events. So mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. let's kind of talk about the field though. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's kind of paint a picture for our listeners. You know, we were basically surrounded by mountains, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Kind of had to drive into through the mound a little to like uh, opening to get to this place. Um, so yeah, it was kind of covered in mounds. Um, as Nixon said, the the ground was rock hard. It was you know really dry, dry dirt that like they were they were using lag bolts to screw their uh, tents into the ground. <laughs> you know, so, mm-hmm. it was pretty pretty you know rock hard there. Um, we we spoke about the vegetation being super dry, super hard, um, very brown. Know, very very brown mountains very, here like, are
1: green mountains out there, are just brown rocks, just
2: brown, yeah, yeah, they called it a forest, but I don't know <laughs> yeah, um let's see here, uh, the fly stations were humongous, yeah, but they, they were, were kind of nice. offset to the left, like everyone was kind of like in the, there was like the middle section, and then the first flight station was actually like twenty feet to the left, I mean, when you're looking at the flight line, mm-hmm. um but then after that it was like. I don't know, man. It felt like well, seventy five feet. The runway
1: was three thousand feet, didn't they say? Or uh, something like that. So, but I mean, it must
2: have felt like a hundred feet line. between like cones or uh-huh, something. Like it uh-huh. felt like it, it was bit, pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you had plenty of room um sideways, right? Like your box mm-hmm. sideways was pretty big. But also obviously you had pretty unlimited, unlimited. distance outwards yeah. and upwards, obviously. So mm-hmm. it was it was great. It was a it, it didn't take me long to get comfortable flying there. You know, usually at a field, like let's say RCHO as a comparison, it would take me like five or six flights to get used to it where I can like start bringing the helicopter closer and stuff like that. Right. That, I mean, I've only did four or five flights that whole weekend. So like by the second flight, I was comfortable, comfortable enough to start really getting low with my helicopters and, and, you know, obviously getting too low and going into it. But, um, but that's how comfortable I felt instantly at this field, you know, which was a, uh, that's something about the field and the way they did to set it up.
1: Yeah, it was a very long long flight line like the RVs were parked at the the end of the field. Mm, yes. And there was basically just one road that went all the way down the the edge. Mm-hmm. And one because it was so big and long, one cool thing they did is they rented four golf yes. carts and they were just communal huh? golf carts to drive around, you know, just hop on it, go to the porta potty or you know down to a flight station or whatever so that yeah. really helped um mm-hmm. alleviate some of the walking you would need yeah. to do
2: yeah and which i noticed cool. that night um you know a group of guys would take a car and go all the way down to the other end of the runway yeah. where there's you know very little light from this spot um from the, the construction lights so they can go with their full lit you know right. night birds yeah yeah they had two light towers the
1: generator light towers <laughs> so plenty big flying area yeah yeah even i night flew and was comfortable i never i I didn't fly out of the lights once i don't think which is nice yeah Yeah. Uh, but but like you said then you still had a whole another half a field that you could go and do night blades and stuff or spotlights or whatever
4: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and and
4: the flight trainer section that was pretty cool oh yeah. yeah 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 so
1: Gorgon from Mikado USA brought out the, uh, mm-hmm. the new Mikado flight trainer yeah. and he had that thing going all weekend and, uh, he just had it in the, the basic self-leveling kind of beginner training mode, but he had a uh, week. I mean, everybody was bringing, um, like the lady that runs the, the hotel in town. she mm-hmm. come out to see, um, had a lot of spectators, I think, from the town. This was yes. like kind of a big deal for this little teeny weeny town. So, a lot of people, I think, come to check it out because obviously the, the lights were lighting up all the way out to the highway. Yeah. But, um, a lot of had a bunch of kids come through and try that thing out, a bunch of non pilots try their hand at it. So, it was p- pretty neat to see people have a chance to fly a heli. With yeah. no experience or not knowing anything. Yeah, with
4: zero risk of, yeah. like, crashing and yeah, so crashing. directly. Cool. Did
0: yeah. you guys try it? I think I saw I one did. of you I did. did,
4: yeah. I did, too. That was fun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just like flying around a, a self-level drone, and but then it has a geofence, and you can't hit the ground with it. Like it's, I saw that it was kind of s- slower than I thought it was going to be.
0: Very
2: slow. Yeah, it's watered down a lot, but... It's good to like get you, you know, get get that that initial taste of it, right? Yeah, I wanted I to a lot try of out of the faces.
1: the mode where it's it it doesn't have the self level where it flies hovers more like a regular to kind of see yeah. how that felt. Mm-hmm. But it, I forgot to go back the next day and try that out. Yeah, because um, in the in the normal self-level, it only moves when you push the stick. And of course, if you let off the stick, it just stops wherever it is. So, I don't feel like you... I mean, it's good for the first taste, but it's very difficult to learn anything in that mode. Yeah. are
2: going to teach you a lot of bad habits. Teach you bad teach, habits, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. But uh, that technology has a lot of potential to be, like, really fantastic for the hobby, i got to say. I mean, uh-huh. just see the smile on people's face to yeah be flying a heli um just walk up and fly it i mean it, you can't crash it you can't hurt it you push a button it takes off and then you move the stick up and down and you can fly it around and you push the button and it lands itself on the pad it's very very simple cool
4: see, see, seeing the kids take a big interest in it was pretty awesome
1: mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah it was so cool so right like when we were standing there um I don't was it, was it you and me, Steve, or somebody? We were standing there, and somebody was doing it, and um, this like couple walks through with two little kids.
2: Yeah, we were talking to,
1: and they're looking at it, looking at it, mm-hmm. and they're sort of like, "Hey, you want to try it?" I'm like, "Can we?" It's like, "Yeah, get in line." Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it just tickled them to death. You know, they got <laughs> to come and they got to fly a heli. Yeah. There's no risk to anyone, which is great. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and yeah, it was great. All right, let's see here. Um, you want to talk about anything on the rodeo, Nick, from your, your experience? you know?
4: Um, other than just not to wait for Gregor to tell me when to pull out. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no it wasn't his fault at all. I just like teasing him. Um, uh, I mean, other than I'll definitely be back every year. I absolutely love the atmosphere there. I think it's a great group of guys and uh, it's just one of those events that you kind of just have to go to at least once. And I think Mm -hmm. if you go once, you're going to want to go back.
1: Yeah. It was definitely a good time.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, let's uh, move it on from the rodeo and let's catch up with you, Nick, and see what's new. Okay.
4: Sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah, so what's, what's new, this? Nick? You <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, that was. I'm not good at this anyway. Um, <laughs> no. Well, I'll be honest. A lot of a lot of things. Um, I definitely over the years have uh, shown things and then flown things and then never come out with them or something like that. Uh, so I've kind of uh, this next year is going to be the time to kind of put up or shut up, I guess. Mm. Um, And uh, I know with the blades, uh, Vic and I are taking some pretty big steps to uh, get a a full blade factory going on with um, a little bit more labor uh, capability uh, involved. Uh, Vic was doing a lot of that with him and his wife. And uh, obviously, when the demand uh, is as large as what it is, uh, we've never we've always played catch up. Uh, We've actually sold a lot of blades this specifically this year. Um, but uh, they just are never in stock so unless the only people that really have ever gotten some in the last few months have been ones that have emailed me um so we're gonna we're gonna get a a factory set up that uh, i can hire some people that get them trained and do some rotor blades Um, i've also got uh, a dual plug glow plug for uh, a dual glow plug head for the os105 think nitro engines uh everybody loves glow it's cool it smokes it makes noise um but the the finicky part of it has always been something that kind of deters people mm-hmm. uh, and actually the 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 gentleman that brought me down to f- to work for fataba full-time uh, in os uh and also to de- the the old viper head is steve helms and uh obviously there was no download button um from from him you know he he yeah. forgot more about nitro engines than most of us will ever know but um i finally decided to sit down and try to use as much information as i did get from him uh to make one for the 105 um yeah obviously, he made one the, for the uh, 91 before right yeah, they made them for the 91s. Um, and the big advantage is the bigger, the the more power you start to make and the bigger you make the engine, like going from the 61 to the, the 91, and then now the 91 to the 105, uh, is always, you go to a bigger engine, it's going to shake more. Right. <laughs> it's going to be harder to get to run smooth. Um, and so the, what the dual plug uh, does is really smooths out the transitions, uh, increases it's how much acceleration, so kind of torque. Really? Um, and, uh, the biggest thing is it cleans up the idols. It cleans up, you know, spooling up, it cleans up all that stuff, um, if it's done right. So, uh, the other thing is too, you know, the, the one Oh five, nothing against OS, you know, obviously, um, huge fan of OS, but uh, the Japanese market's F3C number one and number two, it was developed in 2011. Right. So I've kind of changed the dome shaping the squish band a little bit to fit these flying styles now which is a little more kind of in the box than rather than big huge stuff okay um, nice. So that. that should be coming out in a couple weeks um oh wow that's soon yeah i got 250 of them coming i've actually sent a couple i gave one to a buddy of mine in australia gave one to Kerry brooks and i gave one to mark griggs and all three of them said go for it so that's nice. <laughs> well, hopefully that works and we won't have inventory issues with that. And then coming this year, the blades and then another project that I've been working on is with heli direct. Um, obviously Helidirect has a pretty strong marketing team and they're really um, getting very well known in the helicopter market. You know, they were, they were always a competitor, but now they're really starting to kind of step up. Um, and so I talked to them about doing some stuff, uh, inf- informational stuff. It's not really, um a product per se, but rather, uh, we decided to do a, it's going to call it a behind the build video, which is, I just sat down and from start to finish built a helicopter. Um, I think regardless of flying, when you show up to an event, you see somebody's helicopter, that's really smooth. It sounds good. It's quiet. Um, you want to know how they did that. And I think that's been one draws that I've had a lot of resources, a lot of people, um, that have taught me over the years. And I, other than just going to events and waiting for people to ask me questions, I've never had a good way to try to pass that information along to other people as well. Uh, so we're going to do a video. It's going to be real long. Uh, we've already got it recorded. I'm not exactly sure the release date. I think it should be in a few weeks as well.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Um, it's just going to be a completely start to finish. And I pretty much can guarantee if you follow all of the information in the video, um, and uh, it's definitely not supposed to be intimidating. All of the equipment, the equipment I use in my own shop is all just Harbor Freight stuff. So, you know, you're not going out there buying $500 tools to, to make this. Um, the other thing is, I hope it helps all brands. So I know that, that quality yeah, to be my cool, question. Yeah, it has nothing to do with specific brands. Obviously, I built an XL Power. So if you have yeah. an XL Power 700, it's going to be a walk in the park that everything that I talk about um, is a direct thing for any helicopter. It doesn't matter if it's a Blade 450 or a... Uh, I'm curious,
2: like, how do you talk about, like, a tail push rod when, like, if you're building an M, you know, an M, like, your Nick Maxwell edition, right, and mm-hmm. you don't have a glue-on tail push rod, like, do you give tips on gluing a tail push rod, even though yep. you, your, your yeah, tissue rod is, yep. you know? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah,
4: yeah, and and a lot of it is, is honestly, so when you get a helicopter out, especially at the quantities that these companies are making and stuff, uh, nothing is perfect. <laughs> um, and so as you assemble it, uh, how do you, while you're assembling, figure out where there's these little things that you can improve it? Um, so that way it does turn out to be as close to perfect as possible. Um, you know, when, when you've got, you know, a bunch of mating parts that aren't all made together, you're bound to have little tolerances here and there. Um, for example, too, you know, these helicopters are built to be put together without presses and without stuff like that. So, how do you, how do you align a head block without going and buying $300 worth of dial indicators? How do you, do all this stuff without going crazy with balance and mm-hmm. work where, where do you look to shim things oh okay the rotor head is is notchy but i don't have any shims in it now what you know how do you how do you fix that okay so and a lot of it's just simple stuff like you know plastics you know they're going to have flashing on them mm-hmm. uh what's the most effective way to to take off the flashing and where to look so that way all the pits parts fit together um, If you've got a screw that doesn't seem to go in well, you know, how do you take a tap and clean that up? Or how do you take a die and clean up a ball that's maybe a little sticky so you don't ruin your part, Right. Things like that. Things that people might even, I hope it even helps some companies that, you know, it keeps them from, you know, some some of the stuff, there's nothing wrong with that. It just happens. So if you can fix it. Saves you time by not waiting on a replacement from a company, and it saves the company's money by not having to replace something that you can just clean up a little bit yourself. Mm-hmm.
1: So what you're saying is, if I follow that video, build this Nick Maxwell edition, and I have a CGY seven hundred and sixty sitting here, I'll put that on there because I want to try one out. Then I'll be able to fly exactly like Nick Maxwell. Like same maneuvers, everything will be exactly the same, and I'll be. Everybody will be impressed. Is that what you're saying?
4: It will fly exactly as smooth as my helicopter. yeah. <laughs> as smooth, but
1: I want it to do the same maneuvers. Is there a it will, just for that? It a that's in the, it just that's in the 760, it, right?
4: We'll always do those maneuvers just as smooth as it possibly can.
0: <laughs> you can do them, Andy, but just once. Yeah, I don't think I well, can do I, them I, once. I, no. no.
4: Even once, no. no. <laughs> Maybe. Have you seen that fly? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, man. I think I think the big thing is that an RC helicopter, especially a 700 is it's expensive. Right. Um, and so h- how do you get the most out of your investment? That's kind of the whole point. Yeah. So I'm a lot curious. of tips.
2: Um, uh, go ahead. Well, no, go ahead.
1: Well, I was saying a lot of tips for alignment and shimming and balancing mechanical and stuff perfect. like that. Me- like make, make your mechanical build as absolute close to perfect as you can get.
4: Yeah. That's what you're looking
1: for, right?
4: Yeah. And if you've got a set of frames where maybe one or two holes needs a little filed, well, how do you do do that so you don't screw up all the rest of it? And so the video touches on all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're not sitting there with jigs and things like that. Yeah.
1: Not forcing the frame, not force a hole to line up and then throw your entire frame out of square type situations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't see that much anymore, but yeah. there's always tolerances in machining that can
4: stack up, and then you got a problem. Yeah, happens. there is. If um, if there, if there wasn't those tolerances, we couldn't put the bearings in with our hands, right? <laughs> or put the main shaft onto the main hub without or you know, anything. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um. Curious. So I know you said you you do like a a build start to finish and even a maiden and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you go around like the electronics being unique, right? Like you use Futaba stuff, not everyone flies Futaba. So how do you go around showing, I mean, maybe similarities or just how do you, I'm, I'm curious on how you address that.
4: Yeah, so I didn't go into any of the, the detailed tuning of, say, the flight controller, how to change how it feels, how to do that kind of stuff um but i touched on the right ways to set up swashplate you know everything unless there's some flight controller out there that says that they need 5 degrees of swashplate tilt or something you know <laughs> that i just don't know of yeah <laughs> um, it basically goes goes around saying how do you do this without you know you see some of these guys on the internet and they they've built this jig and they've done this and it takes them 482 hours to set up a helicopter yeah that ain't real <laughs> You don't, (laughs) you you don't have to do that. Um, I surely don't do that. And um, so it's a little bit more of a, I guess, I guess you could say it's kind of a, a, if you see my helicopter fly in person, I've had a lot of people that come up and say, how do you make the helicopter that smooth? Uh, Or how do you make it sound like that? And it's such a broad question that you can't give them a detailed answer to fun fly. Um, so with this, it it kind of allows you to go into detail. The other thing is too, of course, I hope it doesn't, uh, you know, discourage anybody from coming up and still asking those same questions. I will absolutely still answer the same questions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'll tell you exactly what's in the video. So that (laughs) way the answer isn't, Oh, go by the video. Now that ain't it, Yeah, Uh, yeah but uh, it'll be a good resource for somebody that's sitting there building a helicopter. And two, if you're, if you're troubleshooting a vibration, maybe you don't want to build, you know, one-to-one, but if you're, if you're troubleshooting a vibration, maybe by watching it, you can figure out what it is. Cause I do touch on, okay. If this part of the system has a tick of play in it, this is the direction to play. You need to check, you know, you don't just check the axial play. You need to check this direction to make sure it's tight too. Otherwise your tail buzz or, Mm -hmm. um, You know, balancing really is a thing of the past, too. The stuff comes so well-balanced. If the parts fit is tight and everything is aligned true, those little imbalances really don't mean anything. Right. Because there's always going to be imbalances. Um, But if you have something that's not aligned right, that's a major imbalance. Or if you have something that's got, like, a little bit of play in it that you don't shim out that you just didn't even know to look for. Right. um, all of a sudden this tiny little tear rotor imbalance is going to become a big problem for you where in reality, nothing's perfectly balanced in the world. So, mm-hmm. so
2: I know you mentioned, you're not sure on the time frame of when this will be coming out. Um, yeah. Not sure on the price as well, right?
4: No, I'm not. That's, that's up to HeliDirect. I teamed up with mm-hmm. them um, because obviously they had the the capability to do it. I, I didn't. Um, so it's kind of up to them. And, and I know that um, uh, HeliDirect will post. Uh, my buddy Jason Russell is involved and some other people. Um, they'll post when it's, when it's up and ready. I think, they're, I think they're trying for Black Friday. I don't know. Oh, wow. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I hope they are. So people, you know, if, if mm-hmm. they buy a helicopter for over the winter or if they're just home bored doing nothing that weekend, they can start yeah. watching.
1: Be a good, uh, a good gift. Can hint to your wife or partner or somebody,
4: yeah. And it's going to be affordable too, it's not going to be like a hundred something dollars, you know. That's that's not real, Mm -hmm. but just enough that that it, you know, covers the production costs and stuff, right? Yeah, it covers some of the DVD costs and stuff like that. I think it's going to be available in a DVD and for download.
2: Yeah, let's talk about the production on it though. A little, I'm just curious, like, you know. What difference would it have been if you just went and said, hey, here's how I set up a helicopter. Here's my CGY video. Or here's my, you know, T-16iZ video. Yeah. Um, what difference is this video going to be compared to, like, the your videos on your current page?
4: Uh, the ones on my current page suck. So, I fully… <laughs> under-
2: though. They get right to the point.
4: <laughs> so, right? the, I mean,
1: the answer is this one's not going to suck, Steve.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. <said>. But uh. <laughs> I was able to set up a helicopter with those videos. So, right. they did what they were meant to, right? I mean, the purpose yeah. was done, so…
4: Yeah. So honestly, a lot of this stemmed from, and this is, I realize this happens when you do, when you put yourself out there, but, um, like a quarter of the comments on some of these videos are it's blurry, the audio. Mm -hmm. And so I won't say that it deterred me a little bit from wanting to do more, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, um, it was realistic because, you know, like when I'm laying there in bed and I'm watching something, a tutorial on how to do something with my 3D printer or something, if I can't hear it, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so I knew that I needed some help from somebody outside with better resources.
0: <laughs> it sounds like this is going to be really helpful
4: for everybody that flies a helicopter, man. It really does. Well, well, thanks. I, I hope it is. That's purely the intention. There's no marketing involved. There's no, you know, you should use this product for it to fly it None of that crap. It's right. Right. No, there's no hidden
2: 760. Mm, get that 760 in there. Huh? Go on. <laughs> well,
4: of, of course I did use the products that I'm familiar with. Um, but I, I do blatantly say in the video, you know, it doesn't matter if you're using something else. Just try to use this technique to level the swatch plate, check your top and bottom, things like that. Yeah. Um, and if there's a detailed setup, like I know to level this wash plate on a V-bar is different than a Fataba. So I just say follow, you know, so-and-so's, you know, Kyle Dahl, I'm sure has videos out there, you know, yada, yada, yada.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I nice. can't wait for this to
2: come out. I think, uh, you know, we need videos like this. Like, you know, we kind of had like smack talk a little bit to help with like some techniques and learning how to fly maneuvers. But, you know, there's so many different ways or different mythologies or thought patterns on how to set up a helicopter, how to build a helicopter that it's cool to see like, you know, someone who builds so proficiently and their helicopter flies so well, how did you know this person get to that state? Right.
4: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's lots of ways to do this. So that's mm-hmm. the, I'm not saying this is the only way by any stretch of the imagination, but um at least, you know, if somebody were to follow it, I hope they have can have the same success I have. I absolutely, I think that that's a big part of, enjoying the hobby is having success so the more people mm. that have success the more people do the hobby yeah i know if i still fell apart every day i wouldn't want to go out and fly it either <laughs> so
2: yeah right <laughs> sorry <laughs> Ian. oh man
4: <laughs> well it's good it's also
1: really great to document this knowledge for the future yeah. um like you mentioned steve helms um there's there's lots of these guys that have this wealth of knowledge, but if it does, if it's not either written down or put on video or something, it eventually gets lost to time, you know? Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad that and, you're trying to kind of share that info and get it documented. That's good.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have been so fortunate in this industry and hobby to have worked with, you know, a lot of people are kind of, they may be master of one, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. And so, um, to kind of compete and go to a high level, you have to, you have to have people around you. No one person can do this alone. Um, so hopefully the people that kind of use all these different resources will also maybe share their experience too, maybe in the future. Yeah.
0: And Steve mentioned quality, man. That was one of the first things that drew me into flight, flight tests was their quality videos and Mm -hmm. I think that's that's just
2: a plus. That's just a bonus to get people in on their yeah. quality videos. Yeah, in in my opinion, if the video, if the you know the YouTuber or whatever, if their videos are quality, I will go back to watching other videos that they made. No, absolutely. If their video is crap, but they have the information, I'll watch it and I'll take what I can from their video. But ah, uh, that's it. Like I won't bother with right. any right. other won't videos. Look at Do yeah. other stuff. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, video yeah. revo blades, uh Long Winded. Yeah, Nitro project.
1: stuff between mm-hmm. Nick and what Gregor's doing. Man, Nitro's gonna be popping mm-hmm. next year. I'm just saying. Oh
2: yeah. yeah. boy. Gave away a little bit of leather's thing, huh? Well, you know, <laughs> yes. he makes
1: power tune
4: kits and all kinds of
2: stuff. Nitro stuff for sure, Nitro yeah.
4: Stuff. I learned that I, I learned that um uh Scott Graham is making fuel. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that until I went to North Carolina. I think that's well, already
1: a little circled. I don't think he's making fuel anymore.
4: I think he's starting Is to... Is he back? I
1: think,
2: he, I think he's looking to go back okay. to because he's, he's fine nitro now. Or he's talking about it, so he he's going more fuel. All right. Yeah, with all, the
4: fuel, with all the fuel brands going away, that's good that yeah. he's
2: got that. Yeah, especially because full pole to me, it's, it's it's Byron's. It smells like Byron's, you know. It's
1: rotor rage 2.0. oh.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yep. So it's great,
1: you
2: nice know. You? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, All right. Cool. All right. Uh, do you have anything else you want to share, Nick?
4: No, I mean, no. I think that's that's pretty much it. Um, I hope to see everybody at events. I know that um, I've been a big pusher of actually getting out there and going to events. I think that's mm-hmm. really what um, keeps people uh, excited. Uh, nice. Definitely. If there's an event here near you, make sure you hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, Talking about events, what's your next U.S. event? And that's not you know Mexico. We know, but
2: next, next U.S. US event. event. Uh,
4: I think it's going to be Ken's out in Livermore, California. Ken Marshall's in February, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he puts on. He has got one heck of a venue. Um, I heard. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaking awesome, and it's super close to. I think you fly into San Francisco, so mm-hmm. there's nice yeah super easy to fly there and uh great you know they've, they've got heaters when if it gets cold the, the bathrooms everything are nice and it's a, it's another really good group kind of like the rodeo
2: yeah i was talking to ken and i need i need the grand tour of his heli collection that's like in every single yeah. room of his house i, I need to <laughs> check that He's out at
1: 350 and building room to put 300 more or something he said yeah, he's, he's oh, got quite a collection. Three fifty turnkey, like yeah, like they're ready, all to
4: ready to go. Oh, jeez, wow, yeah. A lot of old older
1: things that are mint yeah. condition. Like it's just almost a museum of helis. I hear.
2: I think so. I think
4: it's more of a museum for helis than an AMA
2: museum yeah. for helis. You know, mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Ken. I mean, uh, some of the guys that haven't been flying very long. Ken used to be one of the, the top pro pilots in the world yeah really yeah 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 back in the early 90s um him and curtis youngblood and i think the late 80s too uh awesome he he was one of the guys that go used to do all the 3d demos nice that's awesome man he's such a good guy too man
7: yeah
5: Mm
1: -hmm. love it love it man we need him on this show are we ending this thing damn it because ian sucks oh damn it ian what what the your fuck
5: fault? did I do? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Nick's like, damn, man. Ian gets punched like a um, back on this show. <laughs> dude, yeah. I got roasted. Every week. Um, we you still know, have, have, know, still have know, like four more episodes. We could do this. We'll get Ken on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we need to. He's a hoot. Sorry, right, Nick. I kind of talked over you. What'd you say?
4: Oh, I said, yeah. yeah. I just agreed. Yeah. Get Ken on. Yeah.
2: Awesome. All right. I think uh, then let's move it on to... news it announcements? All right. We got any
1: news?
3: And?
1: Announcements. Yeah. I think
2: most of the stuff was from Nick. But, yeah, we have a whole bunch of news here.
1: Yeah. A bunch <laughs> of stuff that I forgot about Nick brought up. Uh, great mm-hmm. stuff. Um, one yeah. thing is from a couple weeks ago, uh, and this is more for the airplane side, this specific one that we're looking at here. It's a Scorpion... A6528 plug and play combo. What that is, is this is for airplanes. It's made for 60 CC to 70 CC airframes. What
2: wingspan is that?
1: Uh, that would be your set, uh That'd be like 80, 80 to 90 80. inch. Oh, okay. Because my 74 inch is a 30 CC. Uh, so I think it's like 80, 90 inch. 96 maybe. Damn, that's a big boy. But it's a, so it's a motor, it's a mount and everything that would bolt straight up where your gasoline engine, like your, your DA or DLE 60 uh or whatever would bolt in or 70. And then an ESC that matches it. And it's, it's just a combo. I I got the chance to look at one out at the rodeo um, that Gorgon had brought and um it's so cool it's just a little box and it's, it, you've got your motor the mount everything is just, just plug and play it's super
2: simple easy way to um do you know uh like any like what's uh the, the esc like is it a 200 app or what do you think it
1: depends on the motor the one that we're looking at is a 200.
2: yeah
0: so that could oh. be that could that could doesn't have to be two hundred though. That could be like eighty to one hundred. Depends on what prop you're going to use. Also, right. I, I yeah, would yeah. think.
2: Well, I'm just curious because, like, if they're selling these, you know, these as uh, combo packets, or right, they must do some standard prop size testing for yeah, sure, whatever yeah, it's, whatever, or CC, yeah, it's right?
1: whatever prop you'd put yeah, on yeah, 20 a 70, inch, or whatever. Uh, a da seventy to fly your ninety six inch edge or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you're definitely going to need a two hundred amp ESC. For this, yeah. to fit this motor.
2: I'm guessing, what's this, 12S setup? Does yes. it talk about voltage? Oh, but yeah.
1: yeah, 12S. Yeah. Um, nice. That's badass, Pre-programmed man. DSC. I mean, it, like I said, you could either convert a gas airplane or what. just build a kit and make it electric from the beginning. And yeah. there's no fabrication or no mounts or anything. It's got the proper standoffs and stuff that just bolts right up, fits in the cowl and
2: everything. I know who this is made for. Who's it? Californians. They can't have small engines, can they? That's true. Mm. Does it be
0: cool, also? I mean, if they came out with something the smaller like the 46 size? Uh, yeah. Because
2: like my, my, had a, um,
0: you had a plane. I had a plane. Mm-hmm. I had a couple so, of planes that
1: so fit They say um, uh, it's designed for 85 to 95 inch airplanes and other sport UAV airplanes requiring up 6,000 watts of power. They call it a 60-75cc because with a 23-inch prop, it's very equivalent to a 60cc gas engine and pulls less amps and therefore can run on smaller smaller batteries for lighter overall model weight. Or with a 24-inch prop, it pulls as hard as a 76cc gas engine. So depending on Mm. your prop, you can kind of tune it to the the size aircraft you have and pull more or less amps.
2: Right. So that's basically a soda can yeah, size. It's, it's, it's big. I mean, it's a 6528, so 65 millimeter data wide, right? And then mm-hmm. 20 millimeter tall. Yeah, it's a pretty fat one. 200, 200 kV. Yep. Can I put that in my uh, 420? No. <laughs> 200
1: <laughs> kV? No. You'd have to run it 11,000 RPM just to lift off. Because it's so heavy. um, Yeah, but I mean, that's really cool for playing guys. I think they're going to be doing more of these different sizes. And I think they're going to do helicopter combo kits as well. So you get to buy a motor and a ESC all tuned to work exactly
2: together. You know, whether it's 600, that's be size, interesting 700, 700, whatever. Yeah, I guess like like a base level kit, right? Because I mean... 700 sites you can talk anywhere from a 45 25 to a 45 or a 50 can right well, they may get...
1: offer different kits you know they may have a 45 yeah. 25 kit and a 45 30 or mm. whatever okay. or maybe something bigger
2: yeah i was wondering if they're doing like here's your 700 power system 600 power system 550 bars you know and that could be kind of yeah it could at. be yeah. not but sure curious. but
1: anyway they're bringing that's out cool though different stuff yeah i think it's cool um, let's see.
2: What else we got here?
1: Uh, oh, and they do have a
2: third, uh, they do have a smaller version, uh, 3017 size. That's okay. relative to a 30 E or 32 electric, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's what that's for. And they have three other motor combination sizes coming out. Nice. In and, you know, in addition to the, the two that's already out. Uh-huh. And, that's pretty cool. Like more options in our hobby is great for us, you know? Hell yeah. I'll
0: Especially when it. you get some of these older planes and some of this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's how I got a lot of my stuff was secondhand, old stuff. Yeah. Nobody wanted. And yeah. I was mocking up and adding weight to the front of buying my motors from altitude hobbies. Even that SC5 I built was big, giant. I think it was that's 290 KV or some shit.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I mean, I, the gas engines on the planes are cool. They're also kind of annoying because they're so noisy and stuff. Mm-hmm. My fly them everywhere my big uh, plane, my 30cc, it I was converted to electric before I got it. And I actually like it on electric. It's on 12S and it's quiet. You can tool around quieter. I mean, even when you're up in a hover, you, you hear the prop, but you don't hear that constant freaking <laughs> gas engine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I don't mind it going electric. I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, they're both cool. You don't get as much flight time, but...
2: Yeah. Well, one thing good about the electrics, though, or this setup specifically, which I like is, you know, uh, you know, when we build helicopters, we kind of, like, once you learn it, you kind of know what size motors you buy a 700, what right. about what amps you're going to need for a 700, you know, heli, for an ESC. But, like, you know, if I were to take a plane that I had, that's, like, let's say that's 46 trainer, that's nitro, like, I have no idea what motor I need. On the electric side to convert it. Yeah. Right? Something like this would be yeah, perfect. You gotta Saying start that, doing replace research your forty six size uh, motor with this electric motor combo and boom, put it in, you're done. Right. And being that it's a replacement for that size motor, they're gonna right make the standoffs and get yeah, the motor. Up, right, you know, it'll fit right perfectly d- for it. One thing and you're done. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is gonna be great and helpful.
1: Agree. Awesome. Cool. Cool.
0: Nice.
1: Stuff. What else do we got? Um, do you know about the 3D ESC case for the Goose, key, Goose Guy?
2: Yeah, I remember one. Bowie posted something in. Um, Is in, that a uh,
1: product you can buy somewhere?
2: I don't believe it's a product. Or you need, get you get the file uh, printed yourself, right? Yes. Yes, you can get the, the file printed yourself. Exactly. So, let me see if I can find that post real quick and I can link it. But I remember seeing, I thought it was a pretty cool idea to be able to uh, you know, replace the air fry basket with a a neo, right? So mm-hmm. you carry so, so many transmitters around. Uh, I'll find it and link it to you guys, but uh,
1: All right, I guess look for that if you're if you have a, a Goosekey and you want to put a neo on there, it, it can be done print a case and then get the pin out, connect your um connect the ESC to the Neo and make all that stuff work. Mm -hmm. Somehow. Just message Steve and ask him. He can figure it out for you. Yeah. Right?
2: I'll figure it out. Because that's what I'm gonna do to mine eventually, right? Yeah, of course. All right. What else do we got? Um
1: well, Heli Direct's got a really small team so they've been trying to get more folks mm, on. I heard it. they're struggling to get teammates. But, yeah, they yeah, they're really struggling. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm making jokes. Matt <laughs> Bodos has joined Heli Direct. But what? Yeah. Nice. So wow. Congrats to Heli Direct for getting that to work. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Um Yeah, I don't know what to say look for, look for matt at a fun fly go watch him fly and he's good dude. watch him auto yeah watch him do some autos <laughs> hmm. fly through the corn you know whatever tree he's training. a good dude fly your Haley through a tree he, he he can do all kinds of things yeah um okay what else um so, our buddy Keith Williams KC3D is stocking the RAW 700 Nitro HD conversion uh, made by Dan Mernein Shannon yep. with Only Fine helis, were was stocking these kits. Now, Keith has them. So, if you're interested, go over to his site, kc3dprint.com and look for it. This takes your regular electric raw and turns it into a nitro it's a nitro hd it's basically a set of
2: frames and some spacers maybe yeah yeah it's a set of frames and spacers um basically that's what you need and then there's a whole parts list that you need to actually buy for the nitro like you know it's electric but Mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah it's a solid kit though it's um the frames are i don't think these frames will break over. <laughs> no. Like they're, they're, they're really
1: you robust. Got, you get a lot more robust mechanics like the, the head and the,
2: the gear train. No, but I mean, gear. but beyond that, I think the frames are even more oh, robust. Oh, yeah, than the factory. yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm
1: just saying, if you're wondering why you would do this, mm, right, mm-hmm. you get a, a more robust heli. Like yeah. it, you you sacrifice some weight to do that. It
2: is heavier. a good amount of weight. It's, it's a, over a pound heavier.
1: A pound? I thought it was like.
2: Mine's over a pound heavier. Hmm. Okay. Mine's heavy, though. I don't know. I have a big pipe on it and stuff. So. So okay.
1: Well, it's somewhere between five, six ounces and a pound,
2: according to Steve. Yeah, maybe but I'm not. Heavier. Maybe not a pound, but it's definitely heavier. And I feel it a lot in the air. Okay. The weight difference in a roll. No it's a pound heavier. It's two pounds, pound dude. Now I'll weigh mine. I'll see, but it's not. It's not. You can feel the difference if it's yeah, yeah know, I'm like sure you can feel it. Maybe half a half a pound, was... maybe I guess, but I don't know. It's it's like even holding it, I feel it's a lot heavier. Yeah, okay, yeah. Everything's bigger. Everything, head, transmission, boom. Everything's bigger on it.
0: By the time it's this expensive. discussion's over, I'm gonna be a pound heavier. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, check that out. Like I said, kc 3 dprintcom He has a whole ton of other stuff. Go check him out. He's he yeah, his pretty
0: good charging dude. cases are pretty cool. Three D mm-hmm. printed tops he's got for the Nanook and setup things. Yes, yeah, for
2: um, the Dynastar truck, the starters, like all the different like right. uh, tool adapter batteries. You know, all the battery adapters. Yeah, yep. like the, all different know, tools. Yep. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. Nice. Yep. I got some some trays for the. F- 420 from him before anybody had any in stock. They're working nuts. fine. And uh, I had him, I sent him uh, some files and had him custom 3D print some stuff for me out of ABS. It, it worked out really good. Nice. So go check awesome, him out. Yeah.
2: Head up, Keith. All uh, right. What else that's we got? It. I guess that's okay, it. Okay. Well, we have a, not really an announcement or news, but we have a special recording We'd like to play.
1: Yeah. So one thing we did out there mm. is we sat down all the podcasters. So Steve, me, Gucci, uh, Gregor, and Greg sat down with Mr. Doug Darby. Yes. And talked to him about gassers for 40 minutes yep. or so. Got mm-hmm. a, I thought it was a really, really good discussion because some of the history of how – the old gassers that kind of suck mm-hmm. got into what we have nowadays that are actually pretty damn cool. And yeah. Some and of the tuning and the evolution of the way the en- they built the engines and some of that stuff.
2: Yeah. And even the people that were involved, I didn't mm-hmm. think were involved in the gasser side at all. And I was quite surprised learning that. So Yeah. All right. So, it's about 41 minutes long. So, if you have a year, skip 40, 41 minutes. Right. <laughs> It's all about gassers.
1: <laughs> the the audio is not great. Yes. I'll just tell you. I mean we were we were in Doug's trailer recording it with a phone. But yeah, with
2: no A C on. <laughs> so it got hot there. <laughs>
1: so it's it's not perfect, but um it's like you can um you can make out what everyone's saying and
2: stuff, but Yeah. But listen for the story, not for the audio Yeah, if you're either.
1: interested I mean if you have even a passing interest in gas helicopters, it's worth a listen. Sure, a hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. So we're
6: here at the Southwest Heli Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time. We've got three podcasts here with the Mr. Doug Darby. Yeah. Ooh, so and uh, what are we going to talk about with Doug Darby? Well, what three podcasts we got yeah, first? That, that's right. I guess we should do that. Let's yeah. Well, let's, I'll start. You know, uh, since I'm the only representative from the Helly Heads, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kevin wanted to come, McGrady's kids McGrady me, Brady, couldn't come because he got sick. So, bad on him. Tough luck for him, right? Right. Like More oh, churros yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plenty. Yeah. Plenty of yeah. So, that's one podcast, second podcast. Alright, we'll go free fall. I'm um, Steve from we'll free fall, and we got Andy here. Andy, hey now. Right. <laughs> He's somewhere.
5: He's, He's got, got... I'm over here. Yeah, hey. There's <laughs> a hand. See, There's
6: a and then we got the hand. Greg Big Raw Greenleaf really, from Maxwell Collective. Mm-hmm. Gregor,
8: that's McGrath. And Steve Otto O'Connor could not join us. He did not. You know? He yeah. on out of here. He, uh, he, he <laughs> on <autodon> out. <laughs> <laughs> he kept calling,
6: right? He kept
8: calling? Yeah.
6: To, to keep, you know, in check? Yeah, he kept calling. He kept making sure we're doing our deal. <laughs> yeah. So, the thought here today, first of all, we had a hell of a raffle today. Mm. Super G went out. That was yeah. an easy deal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was amazing, yeah. yeah. John Cereal won it, and we put on one hell of a flight afterwards, so that made it even more awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. so. But we wouldn't have that if it wasn't for that man right there. That's right. That's right. You know, D Mr. Doug Darby. Yeah. I, I, I think credit goes to Kerry Shirley, too. Yep. Yeah, we were, we were going to build a standard raw gasser, which is a great gasser platform. And uh, four weeks ago, Kerry Shirley asked me if I cons- would consider upgrading it to the Super G. Unfortunately, he had not had a chance to seriously test the Super G. He was concerned with its robustness since it's a brand new model and uh, so he graciously sent out two kits the first two kits beyond the one he built and uh, Alex Dean built one I built it well we built both together basically I broke in a couple of motors real fast for him um we put went right straight to the quick draw on Alex's and went out to the field and just beat the living Jesus out of it for about four days probably put on 25, 30 flights in four days. That's awesome. Nothing broke. Everything was good. Uh, the only, uh, we ascertained a few things we needed to get the balance right. Um, took care of those sort of things. Finished building uh, the raffle one. Um, we probably flew it 10, 12 times, making sure it was good. Wanted to fly it more, but we were, you know, how that fear of. Uh, yeah. model, especially yeah. when you don't own it yeah. and especially when you can't get a replacement. Yeah. So anyway, it was, a it was a lot of fun, but a lot of credit goes to Gary Shirley for, uh, stepping up to say here, if you want to do a good model, do this mm-hmm. one. Both would have been good models, but I can tell you absolutely. There is no comparison right, to right. the super yeah. G as compared to the other one. Um, it's kind of like this model right here. Um, you know, the new design, get the motor up higher, get the CG or closer yeah. to the center gravity of the main shaft. They rotate fast. You can talk to Ben, you can talk to Alex, and they're gonna tell you one thing and that is they fly like a seven hundred electric. That's what's nice about it. It just feels like your seven hundred electric. So anyway, great model. John was tickle pink to win it, <laughs> and I love the fact that he just went out there. I loved it when they had it in the radio, and he schooled that. Goes, oh <coughs> yeah, great, <laughs> <went over laughs> right into the cactus. Anyway,
5: here we go. Yeah. You know, knowing John,
6: I, I think we can all agree that John literally owns one of everything, everything, including some of the most high-end models you can get. <laughs> most exotic, obscure. exotic most yeah. obscure, and he puts he puts power houses inside of these machines. Yes. He doesn't have anything normal in his fleet. <laughs> and I think it's ironic that, that John won this because he did not own a gasser. He's got turbines, he's got yeah. electrics, he's got nitros and you know his nitros, I can say you know, he's got a couple of kits. Gasser kits he has yet to build because yeah. he was talking to me about parts that he didn't want Interesting. to Interesting. But uh, I think those will be on the back Yeah. So yeah. I think you know, I think fitting he, he won the kit. I think that was that worked out amazing. You know, and, and you know, John, he's he's a hardworking guy. He's he's always bringing his family with him. He seems like the kind of guy that puts family first. And you know, I think it went to a good person. So it you know, was wow. awesome. awesome. Yeah. So we wouldn't have this gasser if it wasn't for a lot of the efforts over the last couple of years of making these machines viable in the hobby, right? I mean, these have come a long way. Yeah. First time I got my hands on a gasser, I thought it was terrible. Seriously, you know, it was it rattled. You know, it's just a, a gasser that a buddy of mine put together. Um, it, this engine didn't make any power, and it vibrated everything. I mean, the fan—you could see the tail fin just going crazy—and and, right. and I, I thought, man, I don't think gassers will ever have a place in this. And then as years start going by, and Doug, Doug started bringing out these gassers, it just completely
8: changed my, my whole look and view at gassers, and, and, I got to fly one
6: yesterday. Doug's been offering three years for me to fly one, and I, I finally got to fly Alex's yesterday. And <laughs> no, not you got to, you finally gave in. Not finally, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, I finally yeah, yeah. yeah I finally We had to get a brown in. paper bag put <laughs> <throwing laughs> on I so no would know who was. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh. I loved it, and, and I think anyone that's that's considering it, you know, take the plunge. I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait to get one ordered. I'm yeah. excited and about they, it. Just to show yeah. you how much he hated flying it, it's <laughs> got a fuel tank in it that's good for about 18 minutes. We flew it three or four to get him used to it. Mm-hmm. He flew the son bitch clear out of gas. I guess. <laughs> I, literally, I, literally, I,
8: I literally had to auto it because it went kaput. Was out of yeah. gas, and I had to force it oh, no, the motor went. Job. I said, no, the motor doesn't go without gas. <laughs> <laughs> so, that just shows so I yeah. enjoyed the hell out yeah.
6: of it. So, nice. yeah, all smiles. So, that, what's what's happened? How come, what's what's got these gases here? What's been the the innovative step change all of a sudden made these things possible? Well, it's hard to say exactly when it happened in, why? No, I take that back. I can tell you. Kelly Freak Funfly number two, the Palomar. And I had a whiplash gasser, and I had a quick-draw pipe on it. And Mitch Pricer, I don't know if any of you remember Mitch Pricer, when mm-hmm. he was flying. Wonderful young man, great great pilot, yeah. nicest guy. Mitch helped me do a lot of development with the quick-draw. But back then, that motor was a 260. 26 cc's, wow. 25 and a half cc's, and we were pushing them pretty hard, making three horsepower out of them, turning them 15 grand, and and Mitch blew the bejesus out of it and did good. And anyway, I went to the Helicopter Fun Fly. First time I went out of the state for a fun fly, and uh, anyway. Uh, will James comes driving up in a cart, and I knew Will from Heli Freak, and we had talked about it, he knew we were coming out, and he knew all I was bringing was gas helicopters. Mm-hmm. And there were two or three guys in California that were flying the same whiplash, not pipe, but flying the whiplash. Uh, Ed Salambo, who's now out of it, and uh, a couple minutes will come to me in a minute. But anyway, he comes over in a cart, and he says, Hey, he says, here's somebody I think you need to meet. I said, oh, who's that? I said, it's Tim Jones. Tim Jones. <laughs> so, we shook hands. I, Tim Jones. Okay, I heard he was a great pilot. And he says, hey, I hear you got a gas pipe on it. I said, yeah, you want to see it? He said, no, I'm going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, we fueled her up and uh, and I told him, I said, you know, I, I don't have a lot of experience with this pipe, so anything you want to tell me, he says, that's cool. He says, uh, my dad and I race go-karts for many years and he says two strokes and let's get along and... He said, so I'll just give you some ideas and we'll try some things. And holy shit. In a matter of <laughs> a tank of fuel on that thing, we had changed carb settings, you know, changed low speed, changed high speed, done this, a little more here, a little more there, a little more this. And he had that big rocket. You were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. It was and, incredible. And uh, he just, uh, we'd never seen anything fly quite like that on a gas model, and neither did he. And uh, anyway, um, he flew it all weekend, and I think the most viewed video I ever put on YouTube was the one I did of him when he did a noon flew at noon on Saturday, and right after the pilot's meeting went up and flew, and like somebody videoed it, and uh, I think on it had nine or on my YouTube channel it had nine ten thousand views on it over the years yeah. and, uh, because people I, I listed it as Tim Jones' first gas flight, and oh. of course the name really yeah. people that then they were. Pretty impressed. So that really started it, and he got me focused on we're getting all the power out of this thing we can, so we got to get the weight down. What can do we do to get the weight down? So I I did everything within my power to get the weight down. I mean, you start with the simple things receiver packs instead of a 5,000 milliamp receiver pack, which everybody ran on their gassers. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's see, we need 485 milliamp I flight, three slide, so 1200 should be enough. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, a lot of weight off. Took the switch, throw the switch away, cut the wires all down short, just did everything we possibly could and took six or seven ounces off of it, which is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it flew even better with that. And then motor development came in and we went from the 260s to the 270s, which is basically we went from a 34 millimeter piston to a 36 millimeter piston and we went to the 36 millimeter piston with a one millimeter stroke and that was a 270 and then we decided we tried the 275 which we never had much luck with and i'm talking basically out command with trm i mean al a has been into boat motors in right. two strokes since chef was a pup no one knows more about making power than he does so I finally convinced him to go with a two millimeter stroker, right? he said, no, it'll never work. Vibrate's too much. Try this, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, just, just make it. Yeah. So we made it 275, which was a two millimeter stroke. And uh, he was right. It shook like a dog Shook razor blades. But... It was powerful. Yeah, it was powerful, <laughs> and um, we had that at Urchel, one of the Urches, and then we went to uh, decided. Well, let's go all the way. Let's go to the thirty-eight millimeter bore instead of the thirty-six, which is as far as you can go in this scenario. And these are a these are a backpack weed blower motor. Yeah. That's exactly what they are. Backpack weed blower motor. Mm-hmm. They turn seven thousand RPM. They make seven tenths of ours, and They run forever in the backpack weed blower. Mm-hmm. When Al got done with it, we're turning fifteen thousand RPM and we're, today we're making 4.7 foot wow. That's incredible. That's wow, what a step up. And, uh, and, uh, but it's, you know, there's I've got boxes of blown-up motors, and we got to the point where <laughs> I would send out my blown-up motor back, and I wouldn't tell him it's coming. I'd just send it to him, <laughs> and he'd show up Bye. on his porch, and he'd go, what the fuck did you do now? You know, and I say, well, I don't know. I guess it's about two something. <laughs> so he just fixed that motor and sent mm-hmm. another one back. So we got to what the motors we're running now, which are the three tens, which are thirty point five CC, thirty eight millimeter, two millimeter stroke crank, and uh, we've got OBR making three tens. Carrie Shirley. It took a year and a half to bring OBR into fold, and they they worked hard because. They, they make the premier car motor of all. Yeah. I mean, probably more winning car motors than anybody else. And uh, But in a car, it doesn't matter if the thing shakes like hell, you know, because they don't have a fly bar to worry about. So I know Kerry went through, they made him, I want to say, seven different prototype iterations that he put on the dyno. That we were testing, mainly testing vibration and power. Yeah. So we got the version that we're using now, actually it was a the version they've done more refinement since then. But OBR makes a great motor, um, the 310s uh, and the TRM 310s, they're almost identical in power, our band shifts a little bit one way or the other. But anyway, that's how we got to the motors we've got. And then about three or four years uh, ago, um, Blackout Mods came on those. Exactly. And Giannis is an um, absolute unbelievable engineer. I've, I've never, it continues to shock me today when I see the stuff he does and how quick he does it and what he can do. And he wanted to build a lightweight gasser and he built the first Align conversion that was a lightweight gasser. And, and at that time, he and Kerry Shirley were still working together. Kerry built the first one and they published some weights on it. And based on my whiplash and all the thick weight I'd taken off of it, I call them bullshit on it, you know, it can't be that light, it can't be that light. Right. And, uh, so anyway, long story short, I said, the only one way to find out, you buy one. So that's what I did, and I got it all done, and I had my goblin, By then I was flying goblins, uh, goblin gassers, which are great platforms, they were just, they're a little more robust, but they were great platforms, and I weighed the goblin gasser, and it was 13.5. Eight pounds, and I got the blackout alignment ready, and I put it on the scale. Same fuel, fueled up battery, oh, that yeah. made up, and it was eleven point eight. And so then I beat on the scale a couple times. <laughs> uh-huh. So I took it out to test flight. I was still doing a lot of my own test flying back then, and. The first couple of times I gave it collective, I thought, Jesus, you screwed this up. You've got 27 degrees of collective because right. it just skyrocketed. You land it and get the pitch gauge out. No, 12 and a half degrees. Yeah. What's going on? Wow. But when you're two pounds slider, that's yeah. considerable. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So you couple that with the, the pipes that we were running. And I think the first time we really decided to get after it was uh, the first year I brought it to the rodeo. I think we were still at, at uh, Schniff's Arms, and uh, Ben and I have always been close. We've, we've flown a lot together, just a great young man, had fun, and so I said, hey, this is mine, you can fly it, can't you? And he said, oh, absolutely, let's guess that's something happened So we flew it with a regular pipe on it, and he's going, oh, man, this thing is great, you know, because he'd flown my other ones, you know, they were okay, but they weren't like this. And so then I said, well, we'll put the pipe on it, so we put the pipe on it, and uh, first time we flew it, it was a night fly that night, and uh, I think we really opened some eyes that night. I know you yeah. we were there, um, and he was doing maneuvers with that machine that he said at times he struggled with his electric to do. He was doing, uh-huh. I don't know what you call it, that one where it does TikToks, 12 degrees of TikTok skids in, be in, be in 12 yeah. right. and 12 degrees of TikTok skids out. He he did that twice at gassers yes. and uh, a lot of people didn't appreciate the amount of power and skill it takes it takes power to pull that maneuver yeah. off along with skill yeah. so anyway we just kept flying that one and i started talking to dennis a lot and uh he just kept pushing you know what else can we do to make it lighter and he did the align extreme which is hanging right there that's oh, nice. the one ben's been flying for two or three years And it was another six or seven ounces lighter. Um, Difficult build because of the sandwich frames, but that's how you get the strength of this material. And uh, anyway, so he's just every year he does something, something more radical that gets lighter and lighter and lighter. And uh, this V2 that he came out with last year, the XL conversion, I remember him telling me that it's going to be really radical, really radical. It's going to be like nothing to have ever flown. Well, yeah, you said that for four years, right? But, <laughs> but he sure hit the head on the the nail on the head, you know, by sucking the motor up an inch and a half higher, getting it up there. And obviously, it's a good design. Uh, Joey Chen of JC Designs in Australia is uh, partnership with uh, Terry Shirley, He's mm-hmm. another one of the finest designers. And that's he ended up with that. I, I know that. I know. SAB pilots that flew gassers sent carry emails saying you need to think about a design you can do the same thing, get the engine off the bottom and the initial response was no, sorry, our SAB gas refuts really good raw gas And it was. And all of a sudden about two weeks later, he it get an email like, Well, maybe we might have something else going on. <laughs> so, well, my, my view of it is he talked to Joey and Joey said, Yeah, let's see what we can do." This. It just takes a whole new clutch system on it, and, and uh, but anyway, that's how we ended up where we are here. But I, I just I so quickly moved into the performance gasser side. I mean, doing the twenty-seven minute flight time was never exciting for me. It was, it was always I'd much rather much rather have a, a gasser that's performance-wise that it's uh, gone. Know, but, just in case but anyway mm-hmm. so I spent all my time doing that and there were other there are other gas pilots out in the world that don't right. they just keep doing their thing and we don't necessarily agree on a lot of things but you know because you with power you know with with that much power and reducing the weight sure. so there, were, there comes a, a time when you you know something's yeah. got to give right so yeah. they take more maintenance yeah. Uh, occasionally, you have a few more parts break, but in the big scheme of things, uh, I think it works pretty good. I mean, we, we haven't had any more serious damage stuff than than I see every fun fire with everybody else that's out there. So, so I, I noticed that you, you you've got the quick drop muff the tune pipe. You yeah. have a big tune pipe, and then I see we've got the other mufflers. What are those M Studio or M Studio? Okay. What is what is a user like? Somebody's going to get a or What would be ideal for somebody new getting into this? Hands down, M yeah. Studio three hundred and twenty. M yeah. Studio three hundred and twenty. Okay, it's a great and, it, and it's not a pipe; it's a muffler. It's a muffler, but they've done a really good job of maximizing its ability to to do more than muffle but keep as much power in the motor. When mm-hmm. um, Kerry first, used they made a M Studio two hundred and sixty, which we ran for years. Uh, we used to run the big. Uh, RJX pipe, big fat RJX pipe, pipe and we modified that a few times. Carrie made a bigger stinger on it, changed the baffling internal, and it made a little more power. Then he went to the 260, which was way lighter, mm-hmm. and still made the same power. And then he came up with this 320, and uh, although he didn't tell me about it, nor Tom Wells, and Tom and I do all uh, an awful lot of development with Terry. it's kind of a strange group. But anyway, he said, I'm sending you a pipe. Reach a pipe. Why don't you test it tell me what you think." And I said, oh, okay. Any idea what we should run running at? Oh, nope. I'm telling you. You figured out. Mm, so, well, he knew. True. He'd already tested yeah. it on the dyno, but he wanted to verify in the field that it did what he thought it would do. And sure enough, um, it had a much broader power band, and it gave you... More power at a lower RPM, which is really fun for guys that don't want to fly at twenty fifty or twenty one hundred. You can right. fly at eighteen fifty, you know, eighteen hundred RPM and it really pulls like a freight train. So that's ideally the pipe to start with. Um and course, tuning window, too, right? Oh way broader. Yeah. Way right. It's so much more difficult to hurt to motor you know? in right. right. one of those. Because you're turning it at you know, twelve eight to thirteen eight instead of fourteen eight. Too, so mm-hmm. it's, it's right. just easier from that standpoint. But um, that pipe starts good, and, and of course, the the downside, to gassers that everybody hates, is the fact that you need to spend a little more time and effort breaking the motors in. Mm-hmm. If you do it correctly and you spend some time, and it's easy to you can tell, you can watch the mm-hmm. ring get burnished, and you can watch the ring seat just mm-hmm. by looking in the exhaust port. Yeah, and you know, there's a way to fly it. It takes about two gallons, maybe three gallons of fuel, depending on what you're doing. You fly with a uh, mineral-based oil to the with instead of a synthetic oil, you mix 32 to with one with, I call it liquid sandpaper, uh, lawn boy, lawn boy ashless. <laughs> that's the key, you know, <laughs> it's, it's lubricity, but not a lot. Yeah, so man. it allows those parts to see real fast. Well, you run a few heat cycles or you run for a few minutes. Get them nice and hot, and then you shut them off and let them sit for 45 minutes to an hour, unless, oh, you're, in, unless you're in Phoenix, and then you let them sit till next year. Does it ever get warm? But anyway, yeah. that that heat cycle expands those parts, uh, brings them back, and so now you're getting the wheel mm-hmm. done where they need. Um, the, and the latest way to do it that really works nice is is uh, and something I've done for years, and I got from Tom Welch five, six, seven years ago. We built breaking stands. We put them on break-in stands and we put a uh, 13 by 6 prop on them. And what that prop does is it pretty much replicates the load of 700 blades on the motor. Okay. So, because you can't break in a motor if you don't load it. You can't just run it. It just No load is not going to break in. So we'd run it on the break-in stand. Kerry came up with a brand new vision of the break-in stand that he just released at Urcha this year. And uh, it's really, really sweet in that it's easy to put an engine on, Um, he's got several electronic devices including a very high-end servo uh, cycler that reads the bandwidth on the cycle and you can change the bandwidth and change the ratio of the cycle, you can change how fast it cycles and so you can set these engines up to cycle between 10,000 and 11,200 RPM. You know, back and forth. You can change how fast they go back and forth, and then you just set it for twenty five hundred cycles, and you set your car. And it's <laughs> another gallon of fuel in and <laughs> the RPM. So, so what used to be, I mean, flying a motor in. I've seen it. I've seen guys do it in three days. Fly two gallons through in three days. But uh, on the break-in stand, it used to take me pretty much two full days. But I ended up with a really good product on this new break-in stand. Uh, we can do it in. day and a half basically and And you end up with such a better open product i mean i have sent pictures of them to carrie and tom every time a a motor i've done 14 motors on that new stand and it got to the point where people wanted it done and so i figured out what it would cost me and i told them here's the price to do it and a lot of people said you're out there about them i'm not paying 300 bucks I said, well, "Well, fine, put it in your helicopter. Yeah, I mean, it cost me $40 to buy fuel and ship the damn thing back to them. But anyway, um, so I've done a lot of motors for people, and everybody that's done them has really liked them. And uh, so anyway, that helps the whole process. But you do, and if you do that, you do it right. Um, The last motor of mine that actually wore out, I took a crank bearing out of. And that motor had a little over 38 gallons through it. I was on the 39 wow. gallon. Through. And up until it started going, time 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 when I ran it, it was running as good as anything. And that's how that's how they work. You know, that's what's good about it. And uh, I, it makes me laugh. I love hitting next to the nitro heads over here. They, Cause every fun fly we get into, uh, Adam and Gregor have two or three huh. engines tore apart and the pistons are flying. <laughs> that's and Adam. Flying. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, that's he's doing right, right now. Yeah. now. Yeah. He's right there, now, I can yeah. see yeah. it. He's in his hand, he has two whistles. Yeah, he's yeah. getting my heat gone out. I don't scared. touch my engines, they work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dig up photos. And blah, 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 blah. But anyway, yeah. it's, just, it's just a different way. Yeah. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. I thought I don't fly nearly as much as I did before. Um, I'm very lucky. Um Alex Dean is it joined our club up in, in Dallas area and Alex and I have become very good friends and Alex does a lot of the testing for me when we first start off and, and then of course Ben Ben flies most everything and enjoys it and we just have a good time doing it and subject so you and you know, I can anybody that says that the gasser can't perform on par with a good nitro is crazy because they can you know, it can perform with the pipe on they're gonna perform on I and I would attest to that. I mean yesterday I was like, okay, let's see what this is all about and and I, I mean I'm sitting there just full collective TikTok and and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I we'll tune a mid range on a nitro. You know, we'll sit there tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, and then full collective, full collective, full collective. now we're building heat, we're building heat, we wanna get it to sag, we wanna get it to overheat so we can reach it up the mid range and TikTok tick tock tick tock tick tock and I was doing that. Full collective pull out, push, pull, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Full collective push, pull, and it didn't bat an eye. It just sat there, and and it, it reminded me of when you talk about Ben doing the Big Ben maneuver, you know, and, and that his electric would struggle from that. Well, it's it's this torque, and it, you know the torque. I can easily see. I can easily tell that the the. The reason he probably was saying that he's having an easier uh, time with the gasser than his electric is because, I mean, that torque is just, it was insane. I did not expect that. And the way it was carrying through the maneuvers was, was and, incredible. And with the pipe you know. models, like this one, you know, who mm-hmm. has got the quick draw on it. Mm-hmm. The, the pipe's made of steel for a reason, mm-hmm. because it builds heat. Mm-hmm. And yes. Then it holds, and it. the hotter it gets, the quicker the air goes back and forth, so the wave goes faster, pulling the exhaust out of the thing, and then the, the dry-verging the, right. cone stops it stops, faster, yeah. holding the fuel charge back in that just came in through the intake. Yes. So the hotter it gets, the better, better it better runs. runs. So yeah, it's I like guess. those old tube high motors of the old days when you start cutting the header back and you adjust Yeah, the exactly. Right. Yeah. That's yes, exactly what it is. Yeah, at, same exactly. thing. So, yeah, the power, I mean, when people say they don't make power, it's, it's silly, you know. And, and what RPM was that that we were flying it, flying it yesterday, uh, um, the raw? that I was flying with Alex's? Uh, 14,900. 14, Which is, how much blade? Uh, it was uh, enough. That's all I know. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, so we take it. 2100. 2100 RPM. That was awesome. That was awesome. And okay. and, and Nitro and these models we run a little bit higher than that because the gear ratio is lower. Gotcha. This one then runs about twenty one fifty. Gotcha, you know. gotcha. Okay. And like like our Nitro models, I'll run I'll run nineteen eighty, sometimes twenty twenty, because like if I'm gonna keep it you know, I'll tune the engine to the RPM and I'll mm-hmm. keep it loaded and and run it that way. So to be able to have something that, you know, you're running at a higher RPM, it has that quick off center collective snap and feel is what I could equate it to by the way it felt when I was flying it. And you, you know, have it to sag. It, it not is. everybody's going to like flying a quick drop fly. I'll be yeah. honest with you, I can't fly one. I mean, yeah. because yeah. the only we'll way to perform that. is when you're in the corners. Yeah, you got I mean, to keep it loaded. You've to keep it loaded all yeah. the time. Yeah. And uh, so I tested it for a while and uh, it was no fun. And I just love EM Studios because our brand's so broad, you know, that yeah. even when it pulls down to 1600, it's still pulling like a very high. But uh, but you get the pro quality pilots and the guy that like to really bang on it and it it, it fits their bill really well. So that's my biggest thing is the sound for me right? Mm-hmm. When it's not loaded, it hurts me. Yeah when, when a good pilot flies that keeps it loaded the whole time, it just sounds once again it gets to that you get close to the nitro sound that I'm used to because I heard it. But well, what so you're, what you're hearing is that you cannot tune one of these to be off collective and on the pilot. Because okay. if you do, when you get on the collective, you burn it up. Okay. So what you have to do is when you come back and you seldom hear it with Ben flying, yeah. you hear it a little more if you hit Alex flying because he doesn't jam in his heart. But when they get off the collective, you hear that rattle in yeah. it, and it's four-stroke. It's a two-stroke motor. It's four-stroke because it's got too much fuel. Uh- okay, but as soon as you go to the corners on it, yep. that shit clears out in about a second and a half. And then as long as you stay on it, you're on it. Okay, pipes on that fire. makes sense. I was, I was sure. So that's what you're hearing. Oh, that's that. Bar, 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 right, right. Pulses. Yeah. I call it horseback. It yeah, it's four star. Yeah, it's four yeah. Force yeah. Okay. And like I say, if you don't, if, you, if it isn't four stroking when it's in a hover, you're headed for yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for a good time for yeah. some, yeah. Of yeah. some yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. And I even when Ben, well, the year at Urchie he won the King of the Midnight Sun, flying the Gasser, which came about. Four minutes before his turn to fly, he said, "What do you think? Should I fly the gasser?" And I said, "Whatever you want to do." And he said, "Well, let's do it." So we went about it. Decision. Yeah, we were driving back. We were in a hurry because he, the other guy, just landed and he's going. And he, I said, "Well, here's the rules." I said, "It's Saturday night. It's ten thirty at night." I said, "You every goddamn thing you caught out there on the field, and if we take it home in the bag, we take it home in the bag." And he said, "Okay, I can do that." And so we fired <laughs> it up, and he starts into his flight. I watched about a minute and a half, and I had to turn walk Oh! <laughs> I, I just knew, I mean, he did two skid bumps and broke the bolts holding the skids off on one side, <laughs> and, and he just kept on hammering. And, hammering and, hammering. <laughs> and I, I finally, I watched the video a few hours later, and I'm like, oh, shit. Wow. So, you know, but that's the kind of thing you can do. You know, you just, you just hammer them hard. Uh, so that's, that's where the happy is, but it makes sense that that's what you do. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. That's it kinda of completely got full circle. And and yeah. the whole sound thing is at all over the spectrum. You've got yeah. you've got guys that cringe, you know, my ears are bleeding, yeah. I can't stand yeah. Right. Yeah. and I mean my favorite is <laughs> is Rob Bingham in England. I love Rob yeah. Bingham. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, that's so horrible.
5: Yeah. The they throw me out of the city. Yeah. I will, I
6: will <laughs> say this the more you see him fly the new stuff, like the Blackout, yeah. Super yeah. G. They look good. They perform amazing. Right. So then he kind of starts wondering, like, I could deal with the sound, yeah. right? You yeah. know, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got a good reason. In England, yeah. they don't have the space we have to fly, and, you yeah. know, there's people living everywhere, yeah. so I understand, but I'm yeah. not going to do that together. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, <laughs> broke in, I broke was. in a gas motor for him, he wanted to build a gasser, mm-hmm. so I said, I'll break the motor. And so I sent it over to him. And when I packed the motor up, along with some other parts and pieces, I bought four boxes of earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told all the people over there to do it, and I said, so make yeah, sure, sure somebody's running the a video when he opens the box. You yeah. kept sharing, what do you want to video this for? Well, oh, let's just see what's in your box. You that's a nice box. It's <laughs> awesome. a lot of fun. That's yeah. what's neat about where this is going people that like their SABs because you know we all we're camps, right? We get in our XL power camp, we get in our T Rex camp, we get in our BK our, our our SAB camp. The neat thing that I think is cool, if you're an XL power guy, you got an XL option. You're SAB yeah. guy, you got that raw option, you got that T-Rex option, you got whiplash. Yeah. I'm watching as these motors got stronger and people start having a power plant to develop around you now have people developing models or conversion kits. That start letting everybody have their little piece. Yeah. So it yeah. just feels Absolutely. like, and you know, not to leave out the Whiplash. You know, Whiplash yeah. is still yeah. the only purpose-built gaser you can yeah. ride in a kit and go. It's a little bit heavier, but it's got really robust parts. Um, you put one of these strong power plants in it, and they perform really well, also. But this is now a viable option for a person who doesn't want to own one of those one-off unique machines anymore. Yeah. You can own a gasser now and not have to feel like you've got some custom mod that you can't get parts for. It feels more mainstream to me. It's what it seems yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I had no I had no intentions to get one and I, I told Doug yesterday I kind of felt like an ass, but I told Doug yesterday I was like, you know, I I got to admit, I thought it was going to suck, you know, <laughs> I did. I thought you guys so were just telling me, Oh yeah, no, they make good power. I'm like, Oh, uh-huh, that's awesome. You know? Oh, okay. Sure, okay. Sure, sure, sure. You know? And then when I, I started catching on though, you know, uh, now that thought was, was prior to like when I saw it in person at the rodeo and Ben was throwing down on that line 700 right there. And I'm just like, okay, now I'm listening. Now I'm, now I'm less yeah. hip, you know, and then yesterday when I got the opportunity to fly, you know, the, what is that, that was the Super G kit, mm-hmm. I gotta have one, you know, and and I'm just like, I, it, it, Super it makes me, that, it pisses me yeah. off, you know what I mean, I'm like, no, I didn't need another, <laughs> and here we go, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's exciting, and and I, you know, I think like you, you had okay. said, the sound, it becomes more acceptable, it's like, oh, it's freaking awesome, <laughs> 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 you know, like, you know, and yeah, I think, uh, I think as a lot of people are saying, this the year of the gasser, and I I, I And it's really the thing that really amazes me about it is I I cannot tell you how many people I talk to every week on Messenger and text messages, and we're tuning, we're fixing things. I'm giving them recommendations. I'm showing them pictures of how to mount this, how to mount that. I had one just three weeks ago where I counselled a guy in Hong Kong two o'clock in the morning when I got up to take a piss. So I was looking up pictures for him. Four <laughs> hours later, I'm helping a guy in Melbourne with his and he got that's his awesome. working. And four hours after that, I'm helping a guy in Vietnam get wow. his figure off. sleep? It's one of those things where you, you just can't imagine how that would ever happen. That you'd ever that's get to you that know, And they're all good folks and we yeah. you know I I don't know that I'll ever meet them all, but we yeah. had, a, had a lot of fun doing it, and, you know, I it just, uh, its it's been good, it's been, uh, I enjoy it, I enjoy it That That's awesome. Right? That was awesome. Fantastic. Well, good stuff. So we got three podcasts here, all, all three of them are probably one time Who <laughs> gets to end it, right? He gets the auto on out of here. I, I think <laughs> we make him end it for us. Yeah, Andy? Andy's got to do it. Me? I don't know how to end it. It's over, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Thank you, Doug, for yeah. for sitting down with us. It's really cool to hear some of the the history of from when they sucked to now that they're great. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate you taking the time. And there's a. It's not just me. There's a lot of other people down the road. Yeah. Tim Jones was inspirational in in giving me that. that I, don't, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard, heard that. That story yeah, background, yeah. It you know, was. How you, I mean, I you and I had I had no clue um, on how to tune um, this pipe until I met Tim, yeah. and he started telling me what to listen for. And I mean, we flew the shit out of it for three days. My favorite story was it was Saturday. They had a they had a uh, pilots meeting at ten o'clock, and then remember we all lined up for the picture, and they did a yep. the drone picture and everything. Yep. Meanwhile, Tim and I had gone out to fly. We were going to go out to fly right, right at ten o'clock, He said, I not do this." So anyway, we're done with the picture, done with everything. And I says, well, I suppose we should, you know, it's kind of noon. What do we do? He says, Fuck it. we're going to fly. We're fueled up. So we took off and we're flying. And I would fueled the damn thing clear up. And it would fly. Even with Tim flying, it would fly seven, eight, nine minutes. And we're, he's just hammering the bejesus out of it. Well, you got Bobby Watts was standing there ready to fly. Bert was ready to fly. Uh, three guys were standing there. And so I'm standing next to him. And I said, ugh. Bert and Bobby and a couple other guys who are waiting to fly here. To him and <laughs> Yeah, maybe I still got fuel. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rode that bitch until he ran out of fuel. He's about 300 feet. Oh, um, Turned around, those guys says, Okay, boys, she's all yours uh, now. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, shit. "Oh shit. Right, <laughs> but it was, I mean, that's yeah. just Tim. Yeah, that's that just is Tim. Yeah. He's, oh, he he's is, yeah, yeah, having he, fun. He's having fun. Yeah, and it was really, he knows his stuff. Man. Oh, and unbelievable. He's, uh, he's, uh, he so and he's, learned he so much. And the sherry. You know, yeah. He's not afraid to share yeah. everything he knows about it. Yeah. The CNC thing. Yeah. I wouldn't be in it today if I had a conversation with him one day and said, "Yeah, I'm too old to learn that shit." You know, I'm too old to learn that. And he said, "That's bullshit." Yeah. He said, "You come out yeah. to you come out to California," yeah. and he said, "You work in my shop for a week," and he said, "And you'll go home knowing your stuff." Kids, uh, and I did. I went went out to California. I spent a week in his yeah. shop. And came home with the attitude that he's I can do this. You yeah. it know, it, it's funny. It, it's He was working on a model, and he started showing me all the CAD. And I remember when he got his first CNC. It was Krause's yeah, old yeah, CNC. Uh-huh. And he showing me all this stuff. And that, that was the first time I would ever seen anything too, like that. You know, in manufacturing, I always wondered, like, how the hell do they do this? But I uh-huh. never took the time to look at it. And he planted that seed yeah. for me as well. And, uh-huh. and then when I saw you learning it, and I went, you know what? Yeah, to, to, to pick out. something yeah. up when you're 60, 65 years old, you know, I just didn't know that I. And it's all software deals. You yeah. Yeah. Know the software. Yeah, you, yeah. can't yeah. you can't CAD CAM, you can't CNC. Yeah. And I was sure that I was two of them. You knocked it out of the park. He said, you bring a couple projects, I'll design the first one for you, you'll do the second one with my help, and the third one you'll do all by yourself, and put we'll it on my machine, and we did that in five days. That's, that's, awesome. that's awesome. But it yeah. just, and that's, that all came from the Heli agreement, yeah. the Heli people, yeah. you know, yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, how can I help you with this? That's awesome. It's a good community. It, it is. It really is. This. Hear that, guys? You're a good community. That's it. Absolutely. The best. The best. All right, guys. All right. Yeah. All that's right. It. Thanks, What's everybody this is fun I love it hashtag rodeo 2022 yeah that's it yeehaw yeah yeah. please
2: do all right yeah I hope you guys all enjoyed that special recording Uh, I know I did um, at the time and and listening to it again it's definitely just great to hear just the history of this right just all this experience that um, Doug was sharing with us so fantastic stuff all right. Let's move on to what's next for you in the hobby show going here. What's next for me? Yeah.
0: yeah Kevin. Kevin,
1: what's next for you?
0: I'm got, uh, I'm reading my, what I wrote here. I wrote doubles discord and maybe some wrenching. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's not mine.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: that was somebody else's. I stole somebody else's thunder. Sorry, dude.
3: God <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, well, there goes my week.
0: So <laughs> this is what's happening tomorrow. Um, we're recording this now. It's 1030. We'll probably get done around 11. I have to get up at 4 a.m., take the wife to the airport, then meet a guy at 7 a.m. for work, then get in a van and drive to Okeechobee, which is about 45 minutes away, and then get back to my office for 4.30 to take pictures, and all on four hours of sleep, while fasting, because on Thursday, I have my colonoscopy.
5: Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Holy <laughs> so shit. Damn
0: do man. not... Do not be around me tomorrow or Thursday. Probably not Thursday. So what's next for me and my new hobby? My new hobby being the grill and meat is ribs Friday. I'm making ribs. All right. So if so- you're in the Port St. Lucie area and you want ribs, come by. Because it's going to take me four hours. and I'm going to let them cook and get nice and good.
1: Nice. So, Kevin, you don't mind to edit this week, do you, and add in the you know, the extra audio and to do, do a bunch of extra work. That, that should be fine. Right.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. I, I just got, got, got
1: up off the floor. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. My headphones it? cut now. I didn't hear what you said. What? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. You. I could
0: edit though. No, I probably no, could no, edit no. I got Thursday. It. I caught it. I can edit Thursday while I'm still in and out of my anesthesia.
2: <laughs> <That'd be> great. <laughs> ah, Once you wake up, you
0: wake up. You're fine. Yeah. No, so yeah, it's going to be, so I got good news is I got Thursday and Friday off, but the bad news is it's going to be a hell of a Wednesday. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been nuts, man. And like I said, it really, I don't know this, this past week, just, I wanted to get out to fly. It was a little bit rainy on one, the one day I was going to go. And then I just got so involved with other things. I was like, I'm just going to keep going, man. I'm like, I'm like. All focused on this stuff and yeah. really just wanting to press on. So, when you're in the mood, you got to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. why well, you got that motivation for sure and get it done.
0: Yeah. So, what's next
2: for you, Steve? What are you going to be doing? I have zero lack of motivation to do anything. <laughs> now, um, I have some housework to do. You know, you've already covered the Home Depot section of our show, so I don't really want to go too far into it. But I did buy some tools today to kind of facilitate some drywall sanding or ceiling sanding to patch up that ceiling that I finished mudding up. So you fell through? Well, I fell through, but I finished mudding it up. So it's, you know, it's patched, nice. but it's just, you know, it's I need to sand it down and right. get it nice and flat and then paint it. So. so I'm almost done with that. So I'll finish that up this week. But uh, I didn't really talk about it um, from the rodeo, but it was such a pain in the butt for me to drag that golf case around. It's a big golf case. It's a bigger golf case than I think even the SKB ones. But it's it was so annoying that uh, when Andy went to go drop off his, you know, helicopter to UPS with his pre, you know, printed out label and everything, I went and said, How much will it cost to ship this to back to Virginia? <laughs> and uh, he's like, Ship it just like this. I'm like, Yeah, just like this. You know, he gave you the I almost fell over. Yeah. So he's you know, okay, go ground I'm like, yeah. That's fine. Slow and steady fine. It's like okay, you know, and it's like and he's like, 178 dollars. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well it was one thir- it was one thirty just to get it on the plane right. and I had to lug it around. So is it worth forty bucks more for me not to lug it? Hell yeah, it is. So yeah. I said, take it, here's my card scan it go. <laughs> so it's coming back on Monday, so I'm not gonna actually have my helicopter for this weekend. Um, but I mean, fret not, I have obviously my raw 700 nitro in there and I have the HD nitro and I have a 580 kit that I haven't built yet. And I have a, uh, I have I 580 nitro, so I, whatever. I have enough helis. I don't
1: need to. Next wait event for these we two. fly to, Steve's going to take a 420 and a goose guy. Wait and see.
2: <laughs> no, next event I'm going to go to, I, I've already decided 580 is all I need and I can fit the boom and blades in, the suitcase. Uh, diagonally in a suitcase. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Andy, what he's gonna do is—what would you say that costs? One eighty, Steve. It really only costs one sixty by the time you sell that case for twenty bucks, because that's what you paid for it. Just sell
2: it back oh, for. I, I paid six bucks for that case.
1: Oh, okay,
2: we'll sell it for twenty bucks. It is
1: a big case. I feel like I could almost stick you in it, Steve. It's about <laughs> probably big could fit in are. it.
2: <laughs> it's, big. Yeah. it's big. It's big. It's like nice, bul- but really it's bulky big. at the bottom, yeah. you know. And like I said, it's nice, right? Like I can fit two Halley's nice. with padding and everything. Like it, I think you could most fit four Halley's in there. If you, I think I can fit three with more padding, less clothes, for, because that added the extra yeah. weight that I didn't really need. Um, if this was and, like and five, then be, and then be under that fifty-pound mark. If this was like five years ago, man, I'm sure we could fit Devin McClellan in that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely five years ago, he was tiny. Yeah. Um. Or or maybe yeah, you he know,
3: could probably I, still fit in it.
2: <laughs> he's he's still skinny. Yeah. He's yeah. tall, though. I don't he's he's, yeah, he's lanky. He's tall. Well,
3: but I did hear of a,
2: a yeah,
1: trick. I was gonna say we know the trick now. We so. know a trick. I'm not gonna say who told me this
2: trick. Um, it's a damn solid trick. But it's a solid trick. Trick to use to uh, get that that 50 pound, pound bag just under the 50 mark. Yeah. I'm not gonna say what it is. Uh, if you really want to know, you can ask me directly in person at the next fun fly that I would lug my uh, my case to and see right. if it works. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do need to try it out before I can recommend it to anyone else, right? Like, true, that'd true. be you know irresponsible to just recommend something that someone else just told yeah, me. You can't do that, right?
0: Well, what's the trick? Take something out?
4: Nope, <laughs> uh, it works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nick would know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Nick's been all over. <laughs> yes, Nick says it works. I'm gonna believe it works, but I do need to try myself. Now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, But yeah, I think I might just do the 580 next time and a 420 or something. I don't know. Or yeah. the Goose a kid.
1: 580 and a 420 would be good. That's yeah. probably what I would try to do. Because I did kind of miss not having a bigger one. Honestly, 420 mm-hmm. is fine, but it's not a big. It's heli. not
2: a, it's Yeah, not, it's not a six or seven hundred. It's not a real Haley. Let's be honest. It's, it's almost like a a toy heli. I don't want to say toy, but no, like that's exactly what it is. You know, but it's so durable it's and, fun it's, like, and it's all, so good. But yeah. it's just not the same.
3: Yeah. yeah and the other presence. thing is, uh, it depends on how much you want to fly when you get there. I mean, you could be freaking pulled nine different ways at that event, or you just want to chill and hang out with people. So, no really need for you know a whole fleet of helis. Just take a couple. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but that's what he's saying. Just taking one or two, but bringing the right one and two, not...
3: Mm -hmm. Only take
1: one. I think I should... I think you're right. A 420 and a 580 would be fine. Like, that would be... Yeah. That would be perfect.
2: Or bring a 580 with some parts, right? Like, that would also work, too.
1: Yeah. You You know, maybe a spare tear, a boom, you know. But you never have all the part you need. So you you probably need at least two. I mean, I lucked out and had a boom, but Mm -hmm. if I'd have broke, like a blade grip arm or something or like the yeah, i think I, ha- I took i thought you a have bunch those too of, yeah i took a bunch okay. of parts just because they're not very expensive but inevitably you'll break the one thing you don't have yeah so
2: cool all right let's get kind of get back to the show on the track i mean get this show back on track um who didn't go who's next it, in the hobby me
1: Go for it. what's next for me? Well, I got these two new kits coming. I probably won't touch them.
2: <laughs> I was gonna ask you which one you
1: need to build uh, first? Man, we'll open first. I'm wondering if I should go ahead and build that freedom edition because I got to take these so electronics good. out of this Haley for Kevin anyway. I wonder if I could build it before I go to Florida. Just... Oh, you're taking the yeah, the
2: Oxy 5 selling, huh?
1: Yeah. It's going to Kevin, the airframe. Nice. Um, and I'm taking the electronics out of that and putting it in the Puma. So, I might do that. I've got a lot of work to do on my father's truck to put the hitch in and put some airbag springs under it and stuff. I'm taking his brand new camper, Florida. Ooh, fifth wheel, right eh? Yeah, the small fifth wheel as a kind of a test run before... They want to go to Florida in January or February. Okay. But I got a lot of work to do to get that stuff going. So that's probably what I'll be doing. Uh, anytime it's wet and I'm not farming. Maybe building a heli at night. We'll see. Possibly. Um, yeah, that's it.
3: Cool. Ian nice.
1: he's gonna do doubles and Discord, I think.
3: Right. Yeah, I'm doing uh, doubles, discord, maybe some wrenching, uh, as Kevin said earlier. Uh, Sorry, dude. (laughs) No, it's all good. Uh, I'm actually going to be missing out on next week's record because um, we got some family things going on. I have my niece's birthday party, which I don't know why it got planned on a Tuesday and not on a weekend or something, but it is what it is. But I had to drive like an hour and 20 minutes to go pick up the, the ex-wife and my oldest and then drive them all the way to the birthday party, which is like, oh, geez, like 40 minutes south of where I live. So it's just like it's going to be a lot of driving that day. And then I still have, by the time the birthday party's done, I have to take her all the way back home and then I'll have my oldest here uh, for uh, Thanksgiving week. So it'll be awesome. Um, that's pretty much all I've got going other than, you know, is it really worth mentioning more doubles? (laughs) I don't really have much going on. I, I do have the Drake on the bench. That's the only heli I've seen to have touched this week. And that's because I needed to move it, move the wreckage out from behind my couch. Um, Gonna be uh jotting down what parts I need to order and hopefully get some shit ordered uh next week. So um it looks like the main bit of the damage. I've already got most of the parts for like the linkages, the the servo arms that are broke. Um it looks like the main thing that really needs uh ordering is the tail boom, and I might go ahead and order a canopy just in you know, just go ahead and switch it all out, make it all shiny and new for now until I decide to plow it in again. Um, wait, you decided to plow things in, <laughs> yeah, behind well, the his bat-
2: couch. Evidently, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> hmm.
3: Yeah, uh, that's pretty much where I chucked it. Like, one, I, I was so pissed when I got home after, after the battery quit on it, but uh, yeah, I really haven't done anything with it since then. It's just been sitting behind the couch, and then finally, I got tired of looking at it behind the couch, so um. Yeah, it's sitting on my bench, and now I can't help but look at it. So, um, got to get parts ordered for that. Um, got to order the new coupler for um, for the black nitro, the starter coupler stripped. But I'm going cr- to gonna try and crack open the engine and see what's going on, because I don't think it's getting a whole lot of compression. So I'm going to see, check things over, make sure everything's good and on that. But, I mean, that's all I've got plan for like the next couple weeks so
0: all right yep cool man stop crashing behind your house behind Shit. your couch,
2: the couch. yeah the really. couch.
0: so what's Nick gonna be up to
4: do we cover that yeah Mexico
0: all right yeah. Mexico
4: Thursday, leave for Mexico, and then uh, I haven't seen my dog in three weeks. So my mom oh my is watching her, so she's coming down for Thanksgiving. Nice, nice.
0: Okay, cool.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here, and I guess let's move it on. Okay. Yes. Do we have any listener pipeline? We do. All we, right. We didn't some.
1: have any, and then a bunch come in here recently
2: oh boy now i'm making you worry oh yeah hey free fall guys what's
8: yeah. going on Steve back in florida here man what an excellent time i had at the southwest rodeo greg Ringling and a bunch of his guys did an excellent job of hosting that event got a chance to see steve got a chance to see andy and also dan the gucci man and it was a blast so and several other people of the uh, BK Hobbies, uh, SAB team, man, that was great. Uh, I got a lot of things to say about that, but today's not the time to do it. I did just land in Orlando on the way home, but uh, along the way, I've learned a little bit about definition. You know, Karen is a woman who always talks trash about others, kind of critical, puts others down a little bit, and uh, only she is the best at anything that she does. Now, what I've learned is the male counterpart, and we used to have one at our club. He's gone now, but I think we have another one. It's called Kevin. An example is a new guy at my field. He doesn't like my helicopter colors. What the hell, man? Uh, also, <laughs> uh, my helicopter, my Goblin 570 does meet Ron Corps canopy requirements. So that seems good enough. I'm still kind of having an idea about which colors I can see best. The orange canopy or the yellow boom, still yet to be determined. Okay, so this guy at our field, he flies better than anyone else at my field. Uh, you know what, guys, man, this is my hobby. I enjoy it. I fly for my enjoyment, and I do enjoy it. I don't fly for anybody else. i moral is, guys, don't be a Kevin. I mean, for me, I don't give a rat's ass. doesn't matter whether he likes how I fly or not, uh, I, you know, but that's okay. I enjoy it. So if you're a Kevin at your field, think about it, guys. Look at that guy and say, fuck off, Kevin. Because, uh, you know, it's all about having a good time. And that's what we're trying to do, guys. Hope y'all are doing well. I know you're on the big countdown. How many uh, How many more versions do you have left? How many more episodes? Talk to you later. Bye.
0: Bye. Did, I, did I say something negative about his flying? How much it scared me?
1: I might have. I said it on the video. Oh, fuck off, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I did say it on the, yeah, on the video.
3: Well, I don't remember Kevin, you know, <laughs> asking for the manager, so right. I'm not sure he meets that kind of qualification. That's there. what
2: a Karen is.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: he would be complaining to the club president right now. All right, and we have one more here. Let's see if this works here. And sure, pick a color.
7: <laughs> hey, guys. It's, uh, Michael and Micah Leipzig. Hi. I wanted to call in and, uh, just tell you guys, uh, we're gonna miss you. We really enjoy your show. And, uh, we, Micah and I listen to it all the time. We, uh, it's almost to the point where you're pretty much part of our lives, like flying buddies. So we, we hear what's going on with you. We just don't ever get to tell you what we're doing. So it's the only difference, but. <laughs> Anyway, just want to let you know that I love you guys. Really uh, appreciate what you've done for as long as you have. It's amazing, and uh we really enjoy it. And uh Ian, appreciate the shout-out while back for seeing you with the, the Midwest Heli Boys. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. You guys keep it up. I know there's only how many we got here? Tuesday the 15th. So month and a half left so we'll we'll catch them all for sure but uh just wanted to say hi and we've been meaning to call in ever since we started listening but always something gets in the way so but anyway anything micah Uh, good okay all right well keep up the good work and we'll continue listening till it's going and if there's ever a comeback we'll be there love you guys
0: Again,
2: yeah, Mike. Thanks, oh, thanks
7: yeah. Mike. Thanks, hey, Mike. Thanks, yeah. thanks guys. Uh,
2: awesome, touching words, man. Appreciate it a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, we hung out with those guys at Urcha. Remember? Mm-hmm. Was, it it was Urcha, Urcha. right? Yeah, yeah. We Urcha,
2: yeah. I saw him
1: this year. Urcha. Mike has got big. I didn't recognize him. He's a okay. tree. He's grown up, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Those guys are awesome. Yeah.
3: Hey, great to hear from you guys. Yeah. yeah, appreciate the call, definitely.
2: Definitely good to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, if there's a version two, you know, you'll hear obviously hear of it. And um, if not, you know, Midwest, I mean, shoot, I already went out west. Midwest is only halfway out there, so it you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't, be, wouldn't be out of the norm to be able to make a trip maybe out to one year event. So. Cool. All right. I think that's all we had.
1: I think that's it.
2: Okay, before we wrap it up, I want to give a huge shout out to Nick for joining us on this episode. Um, it's great to hear about all the new stuff that's coming down the pipeline. And also, you know, just it was great to hang out with you and, and see you fly this past weekend. So awesome. Thank you for everything.
4: Well, thank you very much. It was great to be on. It was great to hang out with you guys this past weekend at the Funfly. Hopefully um, more.
2: Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. Thanks, thank Nick. All right. If people nice, want Nick. to get in touch with you, Nick, um, and kind of maybe pick your brain or, or you know, bug you on when this is coming out, I need this now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would be the best way they could kind of contact you and, you know, maybe hit you up for some questions?
4: Uh, well, for sure, definitely at Fun Funflies. Uh, that's the best place when you get to see everybody else fly, too. Uh, and then also email uh, Products at gmail.com. Uh, sometimes I am a little slow to respond. And I do want to say I do not do Facebook Messenger very often unless it's like get on there to check an emergency. So if you've sent one, I'm not ignoring you. I just don't get on there very much. Awesome. Well, thank uh, you, guys. Thank you for everything you've done for the helicopter community as well.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Okay, let's wrap it
4: up. Facebook
2: likes. We're at 1,441 likes. That's plus three likes this last week, I guess. So, yeah, let's read these names. We have Domingo Encarnacion Jr., um, Od Riaz Khan, and then Bernard Shek. All right. Thanks, guys, right. for liking our Facebook page. Uh, what do we have for Facebook comments?
0: Uh, we got a lot of comments on your video, Steve, mm. but on last week's episode, uh, the crew, the FFRC crew, Mark Ritchie from Australia, he, uh, commented great episode guys. Totally enjoyed Chris's round table shotgun round. Nice work and can't wait oh. for Freefall RC version 2.0 LOL. <laughs> I chat with Mark probably once or twice a week on, mm-hmm. on Facebook Messenger. Nice. Um, I'm with Nick though, man. I'm not a huge guy on Messenger. And I know you some... still haven't messaged me back. I haven't. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You, I've done play. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's common. though, would me. like, I, maybe I'll post twice a year in the, the podcasters chat we have, if that man. I just I I get, I get caught up with too many things. I can't keep up with it. You guys are always going back and forth. But if you want to see some of the videos from the rodeo, there's a bunch of uh, videos Steve took and posted. Hmm? There's a great uh, meme that Ian posted uh, with two pictures of two different podcast stickers. Hmm. One is team free for RC podcast. The other one is Helihead's bitch mule. What is that? It's I can't dead. even read it. it, it, can't it, it, read it. it. Bitch. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was the hashtag bitch mittens. Yeah. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it kind of shows the quality in the stickers. Okay. Yeah, the stickers also reflect the show.
0: Oh, I was going to say the stickers have no reflection on the show. But if you want to see one of Steve's uh, one of the coolest videos he took was the video of the Mikado flight trainer at the rodeo. That That's a really cool video. You can check that out if you want to see mm-hmm. You know the, the logo two hundred ish size, man. yeah, with the helipad and all that, yeah. That that was a pretty cool video. Um, I'm sure that that was like had a lot of interest. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think was that the one flying in that video? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Rich Sowers said, and then you can finally hover over one spot. Lol, shut up, <laughs> Rich. <laughs> 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 Fuck off, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. oh, a lot of good videos, a lot of good comments on here. Yeah, yeah,
2: yep. Cool, guys. There's gonna be definitely more of that to come. So, just to give a heads up about the the Facebook videos. Okay. Um, normally, I would do it on my personal page, but um, as as this podcast show is coming the the recording portion, of the podcast show comes to an end. I'm gonna continue doing live videos more, more predominantly on the free fall page. Mm-hmm. So you got to like and follow as Bill and would say, you get those notifications. Um, when I go online to check those videos live, um, mm-hmm. you know, not all the times will I upload those videos or save them or I might save them for a 30 day. Um, you know, before they get deleted. So yeah, it's best to try to catch them when, when they're live. So yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's move it on. Facebook listener posts. Mm.
1: do well, I don't always forget to check that? Uh, I don't know. All I see is Chris Schreibert from November 8th with his pink canopy mm-hmm. on his Raw 420. So I guess we have new. He posted a video. New. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, website comments.
1: We do have a website comment. Okay. okay. We got a. Uh, Note from William Grant says, hello, free followers. I feel I was a bit harsh on Ian from my last email. (laughs) I thought to myself, what tech tips could I offer to anyone? Nada. I've never even sent any helpful suggestions to Ian. How dare I comment on his (laughs) offerings to the show? I'm a douchebag. I'm sorry. What I should have said about Ian was This. Quote, when I'm too old to send it in more ways than one, I'll be sure to look for the old folks home that Ian works at because that's one hard dedicated dude. And then he says, well, I've kissed enough rear ends on this email, <laughs> but I still stand behind what I said about you other three later. That's from- <laughs> nice. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks,
0: dude. Yeah. He's definitely one hard working dude, man.
3: Oh, I don't even know how I do it.
2: I don't know. If I worked that hard, I'd expect to be like rich. <laughs> I don't know how he right. does it either. Uh anything else for website comments? That's... Shall we move it on to people of Podbean? Yeah. Move it on.
0: Dude, people of Podbean, I, I think some people go to like create a username and they actually put their password in by mistake. Because <laughs> there's a couple of usernames that are like PBG six E D eighteen. Oh, you don't know
2: PBG six nine eight EG? No, No. who is that? I don't know. Did you meet him this weekend? I have no idea. Well, he liked episode
0: (laughs) three forty-nine, (laughs) Burt (laughs) Cameron. So did so Uh, did Toad, and Toad also liked episode three fifty-one, the FFRC crew, and straight burn followed us. That sounds like an alias from a hacker movie.
2: Mm. Straight burn. Yeah. Bash burn. All right. Let's see here. being comments, you say? <clears throat> Popbean comments. Do we read this one? Uh, uh-uh. Seven days ago, Darren Warren. Sorry, David Warren. Sorry. Effing great episode. Thanks for the entertainment once again. Episode 350, fellow podcasters. Thanks, David. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. All right. Five days ago, Toad, Javier, said, can't get over this is ending. Definitely a hole on the Helly podcast world. There's great podcasts out there, but each of them have their place, and the place of free fall RC cannot be filled. I said it before now, and on the last episode, you're going to get in some of your best content. I say you will miss it too much and eventually be back. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Five days ago, bare metal fabrication. My favorite memory is from the first episode I listened to. I laughed so hard because I thought Ian said his, quote, was sore from all the wrenching, unquote. After a <laughs> closer review, I heard his dreaded discord and wrenching words he always mumbled. <laughs> he says, hashtag dicks or reg." <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> got to miss ya. I uh, see you at the rodeo.
1: Yeah, we met him. and I. This is
2: bare metal fabrication. For,
1: I forgot his name. I forgot his Damn it, name. Damn it, Andy. I, I know. I'm so Did sorry, I dude. Him? I don't think I met him. I had a conversation with him. We were talking about all kinds of stuff, and I can't remember his first name.
0: Couldn't you just made something up?
2: <laughs> it's um, not like he doesn't listen to shit. Jarvis. <laughs> Jar- or, uh, or couldn't Jeff.
0: you just made some? There you
2: go.
1: Yeah. That's okay. okay. Uh, sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. Oh. Send me a message. <laughs> Cuss me out. I don't know.
2: Yeah, send so me your hate. Maybe
1: man. I'll know. Remember your name that way. I'm All really right. So, sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, send the send us a message so I can lay into Andy yeah, a little send more. A me-
2: there you send, go. Send a message about, to Kev. about how perfect he is. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Three days ago, we got two messages, and one's continued from the, the next. So, I'll read them as one. MWX MWX faded three days ago. That's really sad to see you guys go. Where I'm at, there's there's almost nobody left flying RC helis. We used to be quite a big team for years, but now there's just me and one other guy left, and we actually rarely meet on the field. Uh, I guess times change. Uh, Old guys found other things to do, and young people are just not interested in flying lawnmowers, or they simply can't afford it. For me, this hobby isn't only about flying helis. It's about spending time with people with similar issues. I was on the edge of leaving the hobby a few years ago, uh, cause doing this thing alone isn't fun. Uh, then I found out about RC Heli podcast, and this brought back uh, the joy of fly, the joy of the hobby, joy to the hobby. Sorry, as stupid as it may sound, listening to other people's BSing about toys mitigating the loneliness um, and encouraging to get on with flying. I don't know what it is about your podcast, but it feels like you guys pack. Guys are a pack of uh, my friends from the field. If you won't consider version two point, I'm I'm rage leaving the hobby. Oh no! <laughs> no. Don't oh, do that. <laughs>
0: this is exactly what Dan was talking
2: about. Like I'm yeah. gonna feel
0: like shit now. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, man. No. Yeah. So I'm sorry, dude. So one of the things that Andy and I definitely spoke about, um, you know, one of the conversations we had in this trip was was kind of the future of free fall. Um, we're not saying anything. We're not saying that version 2 is going to ever happen. We're not saying that there's anything, um, you know, uh, how much effort we're going to be putting into it after the show ends. But, you know, one of the things is, you know, we're going to still be around. We're still going to be flying. Um, we're going to still release some stuff. Not sure if it's going to be a podcast. I mean, like I said, I'll still do the live videos. Maybe we'll do some other video content and things. But um, we'll see. We're we're not gone though. So, We're not really appreciate you. We'll still be around. We just won't be doing a weekly show. Yeah. The weekly show, I think it's the part that we're going to have to, uh, kind of slow down on. And, you know, obviously seven years of it. So, um, but I really appreciate your words, man. It it really hits hard. You know, it does.
3: And don't quit the hobby. It's not, please don't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just email us. I'll give you my cell phone number. You can call and we can talk, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't, don't leave the hobby. Don't rage quit the hobby. (laughs) Even
3: though I was wondering, yeah, part
2: of the country. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I was wondering too.
3: Meet us yeah. on Discord on Friday nights.
2: Yeah, meet us on Discord, or meet really Ian on Discord. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, even guys, suck. Us, I'm a you know? cool one on
3: we Discord.
2: Could. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> the guy yeah, works like, reach out to us, man. Like, you know, we we understand that we we were in people's heads for so long, and that our absence is going to be missed, right? Like it's just un- inevitable. Like, you know, you-, you hear someone for seven years and then you stop hearing them, it's, it's, you know, you'll miss them. Yeah, so for sure. we understand that. And, and, you know, we don't want, we don't like to give people that feeling like, right. you know, we're doing this because we kind of need to do this for our, for ourselves and for our family and our hobby ourselves, you know? Yeah. Um, but like I said, like we, we've been all saying We're not disappearing. We're not going to leave the hobby. We're not going to be not providing something. In the yeah. future, somehow.
1: And I kind of forget, because I'm like, damn, I can't wait to get Steve and Kevin out of my head. But then I rem- I remember, oh, yeah, there's other listeners that enjoy us every week, so. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> well, you could talk to Ian, since you didn't
1: mention him. Oh, no, really? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want Ian in my head. I can't wait to get rid of you two knuckleheads. Oh, that makes oh. sense.
2: Yeah, that, that's
1: why I left makes him out. Yeah, I that's was trying to be nice, but no, you guys had to bring it up, so... Well, that makes fuck no sense. <laughs> fuck Fuck all of you. All right, there you go.
5: <laughs> all, all right.
1: Shit. <laughs> do we have any iTunes reviews? No, nothing on iTunes.
2: <laughs> all right. You know, we got like 1,440 Facebook likes. How do we not have at least...
1: I know. You would think we would get some freaking reviews this last yeah. month, but... Uh, no. I, I,
2: i do I do say uh I, I do think we have quite a bit though I think we're like I don't know 70 80 feedback or something or more maybe the so, iTunes reviews yeah Only No, we're close there? to a 100 I, I thought think. so. yeah, I thought we were kind of up there 94. as far as 94 all right, 94 man we got six like more five, Send us six more yeah, we got like five six more episodes come on right, no guys. five more episodes after this. Send us six more. Steal your wife's phone
1: and leave her you you from that or your kids or something.
2: Yeah, create a new YouTube account. I already did that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it again. Do it. it. All right. Okay. So drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4c at gmail.com. Especially you, MWXMWX. Uh, Like us on Facebook. slash free4c podcast. Check out our webpage, free4cpodcast.show. Say it to Chris. Hey Chris. hey Chris. Hi Chris. Flight Test Forums Off the Field Audio and Video Production on the Flight Test Podcast Free Far C Podcast A. Hi, David Hill, aka Hill to Flyer. Hi hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, David Hill. Right. Hello Podcasters. We got the Heliheads podcast.
0: Heliheads, Kevin Heli Dan Helihead and the rest of the Heli community. Yes. If you fly yeah. helicopters, you'll eventually be on that show.
2: Yeah, just wait your turn. Uh <laughs> next on the list we have RCHN
0: version three. That's what Rob and Nick and Dan and Scott Graham and Devin McClellan and little Devin McClellan hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who kicks ass and takes names.
2: All right. Uh, let's see here. Maxim collective podcast. Yeah. Got to meet That's you. what Greg Gregor and Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder why Steve didn't make it up to that event. Good to see a meetup with Greg and Gregor though. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, let's see. Teleroto Podcast. Yeah. Those guys. And this was two mics, a Rich, a Robert,
0: and a Cliff. Uh-huh. Skids up. That's what Frank, Javier, maybe Paul, and Darren. Yeah, Darren, Paul's a... Uh, Darren Weens.
1: Once in a while, Paul. Some-
0: Darren Weens. They,
1: they insist Paul's still there,
2: but I don't believe him. I don't think so either. <laughs> I think they're doing it out of respect for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Inverted Down Under. Ozzy and Jeff. Udini, RC, Helly? Rich and Kenny. RC cool. roundtables.
0: That's with uh, Fitz Terry Lee. RC After Hours. With
2: Andre. Mark Flower Podcast.
0: Two Mikes and Jay.
2: RC Playing Lab. With
0: Ron and Tom and Cliff
2: Lewis. <laughs> <Played> the
0: Fly. <laughs> All things Lucian Miller and Moose. Are they still doing? I don't think they're, they're done. Too. No. They stopped like... They went a couple uh, of minutes stopped again. They came back, said, yep, episode 500, bitches, and then they're gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they did like five episodes and then quit again. Quit again, yeah.
2: All right, and don't forget to check out Bill A.'s YouTube channel. Bill, 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 Bill. Check, check out Bill Like Ann. and
4: subscribe.
3: Yep.
2: <laughs> He's still busting out videos from, like, last year's, Richard.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Is he? I don't know, Oh, man. Anyways, a uh, huge shout-out again to Nick Yeah, thanks, on my show.
1: It's thanks, Nick. Man, if you ever get yeah. to a fun fly to see him fly, you'll be oh my God, man, impressed. He's he's, huh? he's the real uh, deal.
0: And don't be afraid to go up and talk to him because he's a very humble dude, yeah. very cool guy.
4: Ask him all the questions. Yeah.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Well, thanks. Guys. I appreciate it. Thanks again for everything you guys have done.
3: Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Well,
2: Yep. Alright, thanks to our listeners Free Our Skies, and we'll see you next time Bye, see ya everybody.
3: Bye I
2: think the one thing I'm not going to miss is the little podcast This to start recording. Um, yeah, I'm recording on the Skype side already. In case Kevin says anything funny.
1: I already said something funny. I know, and I didn't record it. So. Damn it, Andy. Say something else funny. Ugh,
2: I don't know. Dance, monkey. <laughs> oh, that's another one. Um, looks like KC3D. Nine. Uh, stocking raw 700 conversion. Dan's raw 700 conversion now. Conversion to what? It's raw. It's raw.
1: Oh, the raw HD. Yeah. Oh, I don't mean, know what the hell you're talking about.
2: Well, the raw 700 conversion. Like, well, you well, st- I guess there's a gas, st-
1: gas there's st- a gas, so. there's two, there's two gas ones now. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, Dan, I didn't know that. You didn't say that. You just said raw 700 conversion. How the hell am I, I supposed to know Dan. what you're talking about?
2: I thought I said Dan. My right, gosh. Get off my fucking back, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing you fucking do your news. I'm bringing you your job right now. Do your job. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I tried to delegate Shit. it to Ian, but it didn't work.
2: Can't even get and, Ian to do the tech tech. I mean, you have yeah. to delegate that to Nick. <laughs> Andy's
0: doing his job. He's being a pain in the ass.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you think I get paid for? To annoy you. Give that man he a raise. A- I was ready. Well, I'm ready.
2: Want me to record on my board as a backup in case?
1: Okay, now I'm ready. ready. Yeah, I fucked it up last week. Thanks, Kevin.
0: Good job, Andy. Uh, What the
8: hell, Andy? Hey
1: freefall guys what's going on? Steve.
5: back and...
1: back and... back and... back and... back and flack and back and back in back and... back and... back and... not in back 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 in Favorite in back in back in back in back up with that thing. So
0: is he back in? I don't know.
2: Back in. Back in. Back in. We don't know.
0: We don't know where he's back in. Let me try it again. Hey, Free
2: freefall guys, what's going on? Steve, back in.
8: Back in. Back in. Back in. It's something with the
1: voicemail. It's.
8: Back in. Back in.
1: Back in. Back in. Back in. Back in. Back in. Back in. It won't go. I'm fast forwarding. Back
2: in. Back in. Oh, something wrong with the recording. Something wrong with the recording. Let me. Oh
1: man long one too Alright let me try out another one and see if it works Yeah so.
7: Hey guys it's, uh Michael and Michael and Michael, no, and, Michael, same Michael, thing. And, Michael <laughs> and Michael and
1: Michael and Michael and Michael and Alright let me right, close this app and start it over maybe there's something wrong with it
2: Alright we were having just a little bit of technical difficulties yeah, here I'll, I'll cut this out I don't know it's kind of I'm funny. just saying it because I almost <laughs> cut it out on the video back in flip back in back in back in back in back in tell him
8: oh my god
1: didn't
0: we tell him about that coming in loud
1: coming in oh. hot yeah he does it on purpose yeah hmm. Hmm. i don't know what's going on let me see I can try playing from my
2: phone yeah should we try that because i can also load up google voice on my phone and play it directly from my phone through the board here. Yeah, let me try it one more time. But,
8: I mean, it might not work. Hey, Freefall guys, what's going on? Steve's back in for. Back in
1: no. Let me try it on my yeah. phone, but it's, that's really bizarre. It plays like four seconds and then it. it yeah. Yeah, it's odd. Hmm. All right. Let's see here. What is it two twenty-four? Let me write that down. You want me to try? Um, yeah, if you want to, I'm pulling up It's right now. My phone here. Of course, it's out of date, so I got to update it. And I'll probably have to log in. I don't know the login.
0: Damn it,
1: Ian! What the fuck? Right. Let me I'm see if idiot. this works. Oh I thought I thought
0: you were had the update